And we're live, bitches. What the uh, fuck is up? We're here with... Sip drink. My name's Gabe. <laughs> we're back with Gabe and... Casey Crawford. Oh, shit. Mog dog. Mog dog, Mog dog yeah. on fucking Instagram. I, okay, so I, I need to tell you something. I saved it for the podcast because I didn't want to talk about it before the podcast. Sure, sure. Uh, I get sure. that. Yeah, oh, shit. I've probably been on your Instagram from beginning to end... 38 times I probably go on there once a month easy and I'm like oh, I didn't dude, tell these, him to do that these either. fucking rigs are like these rigs are so dope I don't know anything about that life I really don't like like I only know what Gabe tells me like what I see on like his Instagram and like the projects he does and shit sure and then Gabe will tell me about that like the insane like engineering shit that you have going on all the time I definitely try to keep it interesting like uh yeah it's it's funny because I run into people like back in the day I was kind of you know been hanging out with Gabe more and more lately. It's like yeah. reminiscing on the old days. We called it the double wide days because oh, our buddy wow. had a double wide. Yeah, and we were yeah, we were partying prehistoric days. Yeah, we were partying way more than we should have, and just you know being young. And uh, it we, was kind of Instagram was like just a little bit closer to you. Like, yeah, yeah, like, right there. like probably like kind of like right where Gabe's Good. at. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, that's better. way better. Yeah. Way, way better. better. Cool. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. yeah so we were just like. I don't know, having a good time. And Instagram was really new. It was like 2010 ish. And there wasn't like the influencers and all these crazy things okay, you see yeah. today. So it was like the OG Instagram. Yeah, when, I definitely remember. Oh, yeah. Everybody remember. was, it was back when you used to run into people and you'd legitimately just, it wasn't strange to be like, yo, you got an Instagram? And like, you yeah, know, hook, yeah, that was, yeah, like connect right. that way. Yeah. So because it was so, it was so brand new and you're like, hey, do you have this brand new thing? It was yeah. just like, a way to like, be like, yo, check me out. Dude. Yeah. So Twitter was like that too. And I know you've never gotten involved in Twitter no, or whatever. Like, same, you're the same way with Facebook. You yeah. He doesn't touch Facebook. to fucking just do it. Just, yeah. I don't need two Facebooks. I have an Instagram. Dude, do you think you'll post this on Facebook for me yeah. for sale, dude? Yeah. 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 Get your own goddamn I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason like a lot of people still have Facebook yeah, as a marketplace. Sure. So, dude, sure. it's yeah. legit. It's Craigslist is going to come back. I'm 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 pinning on it. <laughs> dude, right? Didn't yeah. Craigslist fell off. We well, they started, well, they started charging people for cars. Yeah. Five bucks, dude. Five bucks a car. Oh, really? Yeah. To post? Yeah. To post on, oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I never, I haven't, I guess I haven't posted on there in so Honestly, long. it's kind of the way to go now because if you post something on craigslist you're more serious and like i don't know it ended up weeding out a lot of oh, the retards. i think that's really? what it was yeah. anybody was just posting dumb shit dude, on there yeah dude, people you know? would somebody would post a fucking left sock don't yeah. have the right one i don't give a <laughs> dude, fuck claim it falls is wild I'm, hey, the stuff you see on facebook more <laughs> really? i'm not gonna it's lie nuts. hey yeah. what so trying to day, trade for fucking weed and meth and shit oh man like dude. it's like ipod nano you know like and, and it's like huge because it's the old, you know yeah it's like I posted uh, one day. Holds the battery I, for ten minutes. <laughs> I cut I cut my pants into shorts and I posted the bottom half of them on Craigslist. I fucking I, I swear. I fucking hate I those shop rags. <laughs> yeah. I put. I think it sold them as like bottom half of my shorts. There you, <laughs> you go. Okay? There you, you okay go. If I like, if I oh yeah, you're good. You're good, dude. Yeah. I that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's probably why they're yeah. charging people. Yeah, now. yeah. Dude, that's funny. Oh, I mean, it makes sense though. And yeah. dude, how long are we? gonna pretend like like how long are they gonna go without making any money you know they're making money in some ways i don't i don't exactly know how they make money i think it's probably off they have to have some sort of ads or some sort of like like i don't i don't know i don't don't seem to get spam though maybe just traffic alone because when you when you drive traffic to a website Mm -hmm. you gain money by doing that um Depending on what what it is or what what it is, I don't know. I don't know. Much yeah, that's about a, it, that's a problem. Is you have all these things that are like pivotal parts of society, but there's no way to fund it. 
Right. You know, that's right. why we have yeah. government to do like a lot of stuff. But, yeah. Isn't yeah. that funny? Like we kind of do depend on the government to fund certain things. And in certain ways, certain parts of our society is like socialist in a way mm-hmm. and is like we do oh, practice no parts of socialism. I mean, prime example is look at firefighters or police or sure. any government official for that matter. Really, I mean, that's a play from socialism. I mean, we're, yeah. we are funding these people to work for us and like, yeah, I don't know. And yeah. that's, I guess that's the argument behind uh, like, like healthcare as well and hospitals. They feel as if it should be funded the same way as firefighters and police do but i mean well my dad's a retired physician and like the healthcare system's a mess and there's there's no way we, we won't solve that issue tonight that's for sure Definitely but it's fucking not. it's it's i think it's tough because the problem arises in my opinion when government is involved in something and subsidizing something and the free market's involved as well because uh, wherever there's money, it's going to drive people. So right. like, we end up with all this corn subsidies and all this corn in the Middle East because right. it's subsidized by the government. Of course. And, you know, people want to get paid. So when you have that blend where the government's involved and then you have capitalist society mm-hmm. uh, businesses involved, it ends up corruption just it, Inevitable. It's yeah. inevitable. Absolutely. It, 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 it'll always, it's always been like that. And... I mean, you want to talk about one of the giant fucking, one of the biggest corrupt institutions in, like, our American society would be colleges. You want to talk about subsidies from the government. How do like, you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, well, I mean, I'm just, I teach as an adjunct professor, which is like. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, uh, basically, I have my bachelor's in mechanical engineering technology. I don't have my master's. Originally, I was planning on working on my master's and then maybe teaching, but I love running my own business. So yeah, of course. So i go that route, but. Will you pull that mic a little closer? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, I, keep, I keep moving away from it. Um, no, so. I just want people to hear you loud and clear. I think, I mean, college prices have gone through the roof. And, like, my parents are, my dad was 44 years old when he had me. And he was big on college and everything. And I tell people I skipped a generation. So, I my parents are typically people's grandparents, you know, age. Oh, really? And so, college to my dad was this, like. You know, you used to be able to work over the summer, yeah. pay for college kind of thing. And then nowadays it's turned into this it's not that. awkward phase where they're trying to figure things out. Yeah. yeah and I, I think this exposed, I think coronavirus actually exposed oh, yeah. a lot of that because everybody's kind of like, wait, like I'm more or less getting the same education. I just can't network with people, but I'm home. But wait, hold on, wait, hold on. You want me to pay the same price? Oh, yeah. And well, they want you to pay more. Like, like, wait, whoa, what the fuck is this? And people are like, nah, no, 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 no. I'm not fucking with this no more. Like, uh, like I was already on the edge about going to college, but now I'm, I'm out. I well, there's a this. lot of push for the trades these days, too, which, I mean, Definitely. I'm a huge fan of the trades. I tell people all the oh, time that are interested in engineering, yeah. but that aren't, like, necessarily wanting to go to a traditional college route. I'm like, go be an electrician, you know? Like, if you want to go work on cool, sh- cool shit, you know, and, like... Being an electrician is awesome because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so, uh, which that term, God, that gets thrown yeah. around so yeah. much these right. days. Any, yeah. Anybody's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a millennial. I'm an but, entrepreneur. But you, but you are legit. You yeah, have I run, your own business. I support myself with exactly. my own business and I teach on the side for fun because I enjoy it and I like the steady income, you know, right. like it, it subsidizes. Sometimes it's feast or famine running my business because, like, really? Uh, yeah, I'll like do a job and I'll get, a big paycheck from that. And then like a month or two will go by and I'm, I'm a total oh, perfectionist. Yeah, okay. So like, I don't finish, I don't just crank projects out. Right. I like take my time with it. And like, I definitely need to pick up the pace a little bit, but um, yeah. So it's just, 
that it's line. Feast, feast or famine and like going and teaching kept me kind of relevant. It let me like continue to learn after college okay. and like network with people and like Klamath Falls, Oregon's not a very big town, you know? Yeah, so, right. um, yeah, just, you know, sometimes I feel like I learn more than the students do about machining or really? works or really? things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, it's you, a trip. When, you, when you're teaching somebody something, you're actually like learning as you're teaching because you're, oh, absolutely. you're having, you're having to actually go over in your head and you're like, okay, wait, how did this go again? Like, like, Oh yeah. Like, like I have to, really make sure i'm perfecting what i'm teaching this person so i don't want to teach them wrong therefore you're you're honing your skills in. you're getting better at what you're doing which you know yeah if you can't explain it to a smart eighth grader then you don't fully understand it yourself oh, for you know? real, yeah. it's like you got to be able to dumb stuff down yeah. you know and like and it's not like i mean everybody's got to walk before they run and like that's the biggest thing with a lot of students that i've noticed is like they, ex- they have high expectations for themselves and they're not willing to be like, Hey, I don't know this. And like, we used to mm. joke in college all the time. Like, I don't know enough to know what I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't even know where to begin, you know? <laughs> and, and some of those classes, you know, in engineering, especially it's like thermodynamics and uh, heat Complex. transfer and stuff. You're like, I didn't even know what that title meant. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, like you said, you literally don't know enough to to, to know, know, know what don't you know. don't yeah. know like, yeah. like i can't even tell you what i don't know because i don't even That's know what the a, fuck is going on yeah right here. yeah 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 no i totally understand that. that makes that makes complete fucking sense now yeah. what what like what do you specialize in like within engineering like what is your specific field just like i would say metal fabrication okay. yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like um you know i'm not necessarily like I'm really big into like automation and robotics i love that i'm really pushing to try to get like a robotic welder at some point okay. um I, Those things I, are so cool. Yeah. So fucking um, dope. It's to me, it's like, it's like this beautiful kind of dance to watch a machine work. And it it's, is. and it's a, it's a huge adrenaline rush, especially when you program it yourself and you're right. like, this thing could literally rip itself apart if me i did Gabe, something wrong you know me, that's me that's our lives at work that, yeah 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 the yeah, machine yeah. i use at work it's the like well machine, if, yeah. if uh, i do the wrong thing it's gonna just do it and Gabe, fucking Gabe destroy walk, shit yeah like, people walk over to me he's like what do you think about this dude like check out this drawing check yeah. out like the drawing for this check out the program that i made yeah like, this is super and sketchy we've but destroyed I'm gonna some shit fuck yeah, well, yeah. we used to joke like well one of my favorite instructors sean sloan at oregon tech he he would always say uh you're not an engineer until you wrecked a hundred thousand dollars. I'm, I'm like, almost there. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Almost there. I had my buddy the other day. He's like, dude, I fucked up a $70,000 uh, part, you know? Oh, and geez. he's like, I just went home and I'm like, dude, I don't blame you. And like, we, we went back to that, like being in class. He's like, what's Sean Sloan say? I was like, you're almost there. Yeah. You're almost to a hundred thousand. Well, so. dude, we're, oh, I mean, man. think about how many rods I've been. Oh God, dude. Oh, so God. we have the, the rod on our auto bender. Mm hmm. You know, it just comes down and it's what holds the panel and with that a, rod. With a ton of fucking force. Yeah. And that rod is essentially made to bend if it crashes. Right. Sure. And they're, I think one of our machines, they're 400 bucks a piece. Yeah. They got to make them cost something. But at the same time, like, dude, yeah. Dude, and there's I've, been days where we've crashed too. Dude, I've yeah, ruined. For sure. Since <laughs> I've been on that machine oh, fuck, three, three plus years, I've, I have probably more than 20 of those things. You're not a, you're not a real operator unless you've been to a route. Right. Like, if you've been to a route, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because when it's like somebody new operating machine and their first, it's like their first one, I'm like, oh, you bet no. your first yeah. one. Like, yeah. And now you got to rub like, it in on yeah. it, you know. Yeah. like walk around and show off the bit. Dude, yeah. I'm like, check it out. I'm like, what's your angle, dude? What's up, dude? I think Travis got the biggest one. Yeah. He got like a hard rod. Dude, he bent that rod like a 
was like, you're like a fucking you, dude. Dude, if you can bend both ends, that's what's impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Not just one side, but if you can get both. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. damn. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, working in a CNC shop and stuff like that, like, somebody wrecks a machine, everybody's always like, like, the uh, prairie dogs, you know? Just like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, what they do? <laughs> well, what's funny at work is the is the sound. Oh, so whether it's so the so the punch turret is what we were talking about yeah is moving around and so that like what's easy for that is if the sheet gets bent and it gets caught under the tooling same thing it just gets smashed and then my machine it's the same idea if it gets caught you know on the, what the holder or whatever and you you know the sound oh dude every you know, time yeah. just a metal yep. crunching yeah. and the same thing everyone's like and then, and ooh, then ooh, what you what you, you hear know. right after that is Gabe. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. What the fuck yeah. is this, dude? So, so the punch yeah. press machine that, that that like literally you have different dies, right? It's and a it just so it's a carousel. Through. I think our yeah. our bigger machine is thirty or thirty three punches. Yeah, and it's, then within those, so there's little punches. In yeah, that, within yeah. those, there's little ones so as it's, well. It's a carousel, mm-hmm. and so then it knows. So, so say punch one is the working punch, and then it knows that the you know the code has to go to that number right. one punch and then it you know whatever it can turn go mm-hmm. to the next punch yep. so it it moves off of i think three or four clamps uh, and then yeah, it's on, a, on just an x and y okay. axis mm-hmm. same thing so it's technically a two axis machine but yeah. this is the third axis to kind of punch holes and right stuff. yeah right like a, yeah can you do like octagons and stuff in it or is it like uh whatever could, punch yeah, you want to buy do whatever. Is what yeah. you yeah. do, yeah. do whatever we need to do cool. um it's just all in like how good are you at like CAD programming. How good did you at like like just using the, the so does, programming? I guess. Does yeah. it? Do you know if it runs off G code or is it like all proprietary like stuff? No, I know that's kind of yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's no. That's they the just, nerd side of things. Yeah, so. I just know that they. Yeah, I wouldn't know the the machine specifically. I have no idea. They just use CAD to say they need to write a program. Yeah, right. They do their thing. And they on simulate that. it all out and everything. Yeah. So and then it goes do. to the machine, and from there, I'm not sure what. Right. That's that's one thing that I think people don't like really realize is like video games are sick, right? We all enjoy playing video games. Well, like in the machining world and in the fabrication world, you're literally like in a sense playing a video game More and you're less. you're simulating the whole thing yeah. and visually, you know, representing it. And that's um, you know, uh, that's a weird connection that I think most people don't make mm-hmm. is like hey, yeah, video games, you know, they're fun for recreation and whatnot, but if you can correctly, I mean, some of these uh it's called a cam computer aided manufacturing programs. Okay. Literally simulate the whole machine. They uh, simulate the head. That's probably how your guys stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like absolutely amazing technology. And it's right there at everybody's fingertips Uh, these days. Yeah. We can watch an entire simulation of the entire machine. We can see the part run before we ever been to, we can see if it's going to hit in certain spots. And like Gabe, give me that. Gabe doesn't ever use it. He's just Hmm. like, I think once you've gained enough experience, you know what the fuck's going to happen cool thing most about, of the time. Like with the machine that I run is like manual coding. Like you're literally just like writing a website type yeah. of thing. Yeah. When you compile the file, the machine knows what it can and can't do. Yeah. And so yeah. it tells you, it gives you warnings and errors. That's, I mean, 10 years, 20 years ago, that was like every software engineer's wet dream. Like really? The idea, yeah. To be able to do like. Um, For it to say wow. No. Yeah, no, wow. you, you that's not going to work. Or yeah, errors, you know, like, yep. yeah, an error out like that. That's so, so. yeah. So that that's ba- that's basically how you find out your limitations yeah. per program. You know, mm-hmm. so an error is like, no, I will not run 
no matter what you tell me to do, I will not run it. A warning is like, I'm going to run the motherfucker. Yeah. You better watch your ass. Right? Yeah. Right. Because I'm going to blow some shit up. Right. Don't turn it up to 11. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Down yeah. Three, yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. yeah. So, always, always fucking turn yep. it down when you're sketched out. Yep. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just manual step yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. why I found out we can do the 18 or the eighth inch on that machine up yeah. to oh. 10 feet. Shit, yeah. Oh yeah, by, that's, by that's the simulation, thick. right? By it. No, well, just me typing in uh, 125, and oh, then the a, a length. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. So it'll if no, it's like I did, I did 125, and yeah. then I tried to go to 10 gauge, it wouldn't do it. Yeah. So mm. it was like it knows 125 right there, right is there. it. Yeah. No and shit. It didn't care how long it was, whether that's it was so 10 dope, inches dude. or 10 feet. Because when you're dealing with my press, like, like we dude. all know, <laughs> dude. Like, dude, we all know, like, we're not bending anything that's 12, that's 12 gauge and 12 foot long. That thing's not coming out right. For sure not. No, not is, I, dude, yeah. I, I'm a fucking magician on that thing, yeah. but I, I can't perform miracles, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we found out we were trying to do a piece of 10 gauge the other day, or we uh, we were going to do it. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I was, I so, was telling you guys this kid. Yeah. <laughs> so our dies, our dies are cut for pretty thin metal. Yeah. They're not super wide for like yeah, you know, yeah, quarter Yeah, you guys do steel. a lot of sheet metal there. Exactly. So it's like, we do 12 gauge all day, which is 105, 0.105. Yeah. yeah. It's... That's it. Like, yeah. So nothing. the machine could easily bend it, but the die is not made for thicker mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Okay. So we had a piece of 10 gauge and we were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we should do that. So we asked one of the engineers. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, those dies are only meant for 14 gauge. After, after they came and asked <laughs> like, me, I look like a bending, fucking dumbass. We've been bending 12 gauge for years yeah. on those yeah. things. Like, yeah. oh, I've, been, I've been 12 gauge all fucking day long. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's... I mean, there's the buy the book way, and then there's yeah. what actually works. Yeah, uh, so the, yeah you uh, production get shit done. Way. Yeah, 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 like yep. gotta get cowboy with yeah. it sometimes. Oh, yeah. yep. You know, you like, get to you learn your machine. I've been running yeah. the machine for over five years now, and like, I fucking know. I know yeah. the limitations. Yeah. I know it could have been the ten gauge. It would have been okay. Yeah. I would have watched it. I would have yeah. been super fucking careful and yeah. eyeballed. And you know what? It, you know when it's groaning, what sounds exactly, are normal, exactly. Yeah, and if it in that machine, you know, it's it is an older Cincinnati, but it's it. Has pretty it's decently new software, so and it'll it's max still out a Cincinnati, on. So it'll yeah. max out on tonnage if it's going too much. It, it is really, it mechanical or is it like a uh, hydraulic? hydraulic? Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's the only thing with the, the old school mechanical ones. Like, yeah, oh yeah. If it didn't that's cycle, sketchy. it gets yeah, stuck. That's, that's yeah. our that's our freaking yeah. shears. Yeah, that's dude. our shears. Yeah. Our shears are just off a clutch and a, yeah. and a big flywheel. Yeah, yeah. Big drive, yeah. Oh, I love old like mechanical. It sounds so good. Oh yeah, it's badass. When it hits, there's this there's this antique logging museum up there in. Uh, that's the one we went to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh what, man what i love it? that shit what is it it's uh what do they call that place it almost burned down this year uh Oregon's finally getting the fires california was yeah um oh. uh god the name's eluding me at the second um beautiful creek there I'm trying to remember the name but it, it, it'll come but right it, but right it's, right uh, it's a museum though yeah it's like an antique it's an outside museum yeah oh, you really? walk around but it's all dude it's so freaking equipment. cool i drive by there all the time going to bend Okay. Never, and okay. we finally stopped there one time. No yeah. shit. You just walk around and it's all old logging stuff, like the actual shit really? out there. Yeah, big old cranes, old trucks. It's all staged. Collier State Park. That's what Collier's it is. Okay, Collier. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's super great kayaking cool. there too. And like you can go all the way to the top of the headwires and the and the water just bubbles oh, out of the ground. That's dope. It's and it's super clear because it comes out of this lava bank, you know. No fucking shit. That's yeah. so dope. People people oh, are like yeah. really into that kind of thing. We have oh, a buddy we were, at work that's like 
He like goes up to Shasta and collects water like, oh, yeah? like every few months. Oh, yeah, the headwaters up there. Yeah, 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 Brandon, yeah, yeah He was just telling us about he's that. Really, like, I thought he was just on drugs when he told me that. Really weird <laughs> that like, shit. You went and collected water. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, dude, weird. I can't drink. I can't drink this water. I'll, I'll go without water dude, all day. Yeah. If, I, if I don't have my water, I can't. I just don't drink water. Yeah. What are you talking Jeez. about? Yeah. This man, he 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 goes to the the diet coke. Yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of like on like the like he believes in like that sort of like crystal and like the healing sort of thing. We were just talking about that yeah, all the way here. It's kind of yeah. like I kind of roll my eyes at it, but like yeah. placebo is a real thing, you know. So oh, definitely. It's like, yeah. So I, I guess anything, like really, if you if you truthfully believe that this is something that's healing you or helping you or in any way beneficial to your life, believing is the first step. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. like you can make anything a reality. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as long as you have like justification and you and you believe, I guess. Like, yeah. Like really. That's it. Like if you I, believe it. Yeah, I do mean, you? It's like not gonna. Fun. It's not going to happen if you don't believe. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that, like, like I mean, the, like I hate how loosely entrepreneurship's thrown around these yeah, days. But yeah. it's kind of like that same thing mm-hmm. where it's like, definitely, dude, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe you can do it, then you're right. Yeah, you know, and no, like it's sure. that simple. Yep. And um, you dude, know, you are so fucking dead on with that. Like, yeah. I've never, I've, I've always had this like weird. It might be my fucking naive part of me but like, i've always had this belief within myself that like i can do whatever the fuck i want to do and like but it's not so far that i'm like i could fucking i could be a basketball player whatever it's not sure. like that but it's like if i have my my mind set on something and i have a goal to achieve i'm gonna fucking do it no matter fucking what i will make sure i do it and i've always had the belief that i can do it it'll happen no matter what and you gotta like let your like passion really drive that because like a lot of people like they want they're like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and they're interested in something for a second but they don't really listen to what they're passionate about and like you know um obsessed is what uh lazy people call the passionate people yeah you know it's like i feel bad for those people like i i'm a metal fabricator first and foremost like i went to school for engineering because i loved making things out of metal like loved it awesome and it was just like i started out fantasizing about making fancy gates and like really you know uh, picnic tables and things like that. I had no interest in cars whatsoever. And then after I graduated, I was like, here's my passion. And high, you know, everybody graduates high school and they're like, what the fuck now? Oh, you know, boys, <laughs> it's like looking around. I'm like, what am I going to do? And, uh, I went to Wyotech in Sacramento cause it was like okay. the best way I could learn to work with metal. Right. And I remember like I showed up, uh, for the auto body program mm-hmm. and I didn't know what hammer and dollies were, which is like the number one uh-huh. tool you yeah. use. Uh-huh. With auto body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this chick was there and she's like, I was like, what are these? And she's like, you're in the auto body <laughs> program. You don't know what hammer and dollies <laughs> you're are. You're like, hey, this is what I do. Yeah. So I, I mean, I totally was a complete noob, but I was so passionate about it. And like, it's so really, cool. Oh yeah. I just started like going from there and then learning how to work with my hands and make things out of metal. And, um, it's so cool that you took that chance, by the way, like, like yeah. because a lot of people don't like, like I'm one of those people, you know, I got out of high school, like uh, I, I didn't, I, college wasn't an option for me. I had to get a job immediately. I got a job at <clears throat> 16 and I was on my own since 15. So I, I had a little bit of a different path. Um, but like ultimately I ended up a captive here, which I'm still thankful for because it's changed. Seems like a cool it's company. It's changed my life. You know, I've been there since I was way before I even dreamed of having a family. It was just mm-hmm. me and Brooke. Um, and now we've come so far and it's because of Captive Van, it's, it's really like, it's a great company to work for. It's a very understanding company. And it's, it's, it's hard to find those kind of companies. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I, I've been pretty rooted in running my own business for a while. And like for, you know, 
there's always moments where you're you're second guessing yourself for a while. Like I just finally went and got a job because things weren't working out. And I kind of stumbled across my dream job and it's this place, Geldwin Engineering up there. And they kind of hired me on like low key, like, hey, we'll train you up because we know you have an engineering degree and try to put you in a management position. And I got to work on the shop floor running CNC machines, uh, computer and numeric, That's dope. computer and numeric control milling machines. So like, oh really? Yeah, yeah making billet parts and stuff. Oh fuck! And they That's were kind of cool because they all hand programmed it, which is an old school way of doing okay. it. But um, yeah, awesome company. Absolutely loved working for them. I'd still be working there, but I had a few things that I had like set up beforehand with my business that just didn't come to fruition for a while. And then after I got this job. It was like, hey, I want you to build this chassis, and I want you know customers started coming to me, okay. and I, every day I was I was living in my shop. And I you're like, this. dude, I don't have time yeah. to do this job. Yeah, you know, I have to focus. Literally living in my shop, like I have yeah. an apartment in there, and like every day I'd look out there and like the dust collecting on all of that, like years of hard work, and I Fuck. finally was like, I I've got it. I know what I got to do, you know. So mm-hmm. I left there, but like what I'm trying to say is I totally sympathize for like the cool corporate atmosphere where yeah. you can get into a good job where. You, I mean, you guys work together. This yeah. is awesome. You, you're hanging out after work. You're, yeah. you're doing something after work. Definitely. And, um, you know, uh, corporate America gets a lot of flack these days, but like, it's a tough it's a team. It, it deserves it. Tough. It deserves it. Corporate, yeah. corporate, <laughs> it it, yeah, corporate yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah I sound a, like a hippie teacher cor- over here, you corporate, know, like, <laughs> corporate is disgusting. It's, it's a hard, slimy and disgusting. Corporate's a hard thing to work for, you know. It really yeah, is. but you really got the community know. of people and the, some of the stuff that you guys get out of it is what I'm trying to say. Right, no, right, for sure. Right. Like no, you meet cool sure. people, yeah. but yeah. so we got lucky. So we didn't start corporate. We we weren't corporate yeah. up until uh, what last uh, year? A year ago, right? Or Have maybe, you guys noticed a big change? Oh or is it? god, tremendous, yeah. dude. We noticed uh, oh a corporate god. change. Oh yeah. my god, dude! It's, <laughs> I can see it <laughs> like, to the point to where we all like were like, dude, is this it? Like, are we gonna have to get a new job now? Like, we there was we all went through that to where we were like, I think this, I think this is in the line, dude. I gotta, I gotta go somewhere else. Yeah, but we adjusted and like they they gave a little bit and sure. we sort of gave a little bit and we kind of met in the middle and like so where we still have our freedom we're still in control of ourselves we don't have anybody ever telling us this has fucking get you, this you done. guys aren't union right like, no you know, yeah. no yeah which is like that's a whole they tried battle. that and they freaking squashed that yeah they, they squashed the whole it plant oh okay. indiana Oh, oh, yeah. That yeah. was the rumor. You guys have a bunch of plants. You yeah. have other plants? Seven, five, seven? Uh, oh, we, wow. we had, so we had, we had we're the only six, West Coast. So we had plant. seven wow. total. So now we're down to six. Indiana yeah. uh, tried to go union. Everybody, nobody wanted to work there. Yeah. They started them off at $20 a fucking hour in Indiana. Holy cow. Um, pretty which, decent. But the problem was because of the area. Everybody else was union as well and starting at like 25 Oh, yeah. So they were like, why the fuck do I want yeah, to work why, yeah. Like, I, I, I can I work over that. here. I, I don't have to drive an hour to fucking bum fuck because that's where all of our plants are they're just kind of sure. in the middle of nowhere it's funny because Tra- travis and i that's where we went and visited <clears throat> when we were when we were in ohio mm-hmm. we went mm-hmm. and saw the indiana plant before right they they had the the turret they still didn't have the p4 running they had God, the duck dude. laser <laughs> and that was it there were like five people working there i remember i was getting emails every single fucking day and josh would come over or luke would come over and be like can you can you bend this part for me? I'm gonna I'm gonna record you and we're gonna attach it to an email right. so we can show these guys yep. how to bend parts, yep. dude. Every day, it's dude. Weird. standard works yeah. a real every thing. Day. You know? It was yeah. crazy to see that place like the beginning. You know, like this yeah. is how a plant. This is how they started. It was, like, it was well, that was that was one of the cool things about Geldwin. Like, so I worked for Geldwin Engineering mm-hmm. and like they were setting up plants and stuff a lot. And that's yep. like oh, they okay. go set new equipment up and like, man, I in a different life I'd totally still be there. But yeah. 
that isn't it weird kind of seeing like these huge companies come to fruition and like uh, the weird thing to me too is just like seeing something that seems so complex and so big like a corporate atmosphere like that yeah and then you realize that it's just people you know all it it comes down to is people just takes time Mm-hmm. Because starting starting a brand new plant like that, like we did three years money. ago now, <laughs> yeah. time and a lot of fucking money and yeah. just and a lot of and really it takes a group. It takes a group to like, okay, this isn't working over here. Are you guys cool with that? That's your guys' opinion as well. That it's not working. Okay, let's yeah. change this. And they they really try their best to take all of our opinions into like like they really take it into consideration. They don't just. Ah, fuck off like we'll do it yeah we know we better like, we're the parents here kind of and, yeah. and i appreciate that yeah. like a motherfucker so i say like like when we ordered a new press break i had to say in which press break we ordered mm-hmm. um and like they did it and like i had to say on where it went ultimately it went somewhere that i didn't want it to go but it's okay well there um, was a big disconnect there for quite a while like and, and there's the old example of ford um a lot of the engineers have never been down to the assembly line you know and yeah right and i mean this is like the 90s mm-hmm. or something but um, you know, there's this big push these days, especially in school for lean, at least at Oregon tech. I mean, Oregon tech's a, they're kind of an exception to the rule in terms of school. In my opinion, they're more of a trade school than any, I mean, Oh really? I mean, there's science, there's a STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, uh, and, uh, mathematics. And then I, I add another M for management because they do operations management Got it. and they get that like, um, you know, the management aspect is kind of like that, uh, the science of, of guiding people, you know? Priscilla, my fiance, she's a uh, operations management and kind of getting that mindset of like, okay, how can we eliminate steps? How can we make this process smoother, faster, oh, more really? efficient? I kept like, telling her like, she, we need someone like her. Bad. We need someone like that to work there. But for sure, in my opinion, they're too like, nah, we got it. We're could they, good. could they, could they pay her enough though? You think they could, but they, I feel well, like the to them, of, the amount of money, like that's one of the, <laughs> I kind of hate it. Cause like, uh, you know, engineers like I like to think we're halfway smart, but uh, I like to think we're yeah, they, smart. these uh, these management guys they have the they have the documentation right there, so they're like able to be like, hey, I sold you, I, I saved you guys one hundred fifty thousand right. dollars this year. You can afford to pay me sixty five. Right, you know, right, they they right, document right. it all. You know, so it's like it might be worth you know advocating for your company to be like, hey, we should have True. somebody here doing that. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But the main thing is getting all the employees on board because there's a lot of stuff that's like. It just feels petty, especially after you've been doing it a certain way. And they're yep. like, hey, you, you're you losing time by walking over there. And you're like, yeah, but it's just easy, you know. But it's like, yeah, but you're wasting time. Like, we should do this. And and trying to adopt that, like, how can we minimize steps? How can we be more efficient? How can we come up with a standard work procedure? Don't you think we so, need that? You're so right, dude. Would I've you, been, dude. Like, it's we ridiculous. went through well, if we're gonna be competitive in the with, beginning, dude. Yeah, yeah. if we're going to be competitive with, you know, China and yeah. and all these up-and-coming uh, nations, like, we got to be efficient. And, like, that's what, you know, the United States, we want to think, and everybody wants to preach that we're, like, you know, um, cutting edge. And we are. I'm not denying that. But mm-hmm. we also have a, a ton of resources in our back pocket. Like, California is successful because they're, like, the ag conglomerate of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... And the amount of resources that are here are just unfathomable. So it's like, you know, after living in Klamath Falls, like, I kind of realize how not just the weather, but like water, um, you know, climate to grow stuff, the soil. I mean, in Klamath Falls right now, it's a frozen shithole right now. Like, you're not growing anything, you know, in California, they're they're like, oh, yeah, we got our... 
our third crop of you know alfalfa going or i don't you know i'm not a farmer but yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and yeah like, for sure yeah for sure. yeah and they're like breeding queen bees down we, here we do, in between, we do so. fucking a ton of farming in oh, it's california nuts. dude it's so much it's ideal it's yeah so they got all that climate. to fall back on you know and at the end of the day is it's like we i don't know if we want to stay up and coming when you stay relevant in the manufacturing sector which is something that like i'm passionate about and and there's nothing more rewarding to me than making a product and being Definitely. like that's how i earned a living you know like uh, the service economy to me i kind of roll my eyes at and like i don't mean to offend anybody but like i'm biased i'm an engineer but Definitely. like making something or solving people's health issues is i think kind of the forefront and like yeah for sure mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder um i wonder if we're if i don't know if you guys agree or not but i feel as if like as we start to become more technologically advanced, I think we're going to start outsourcing more manufacturing to other companies such as China, like we already have. And we've already started doing that. Sure. And that was Trump's biggest thing was like trying to get manufacturing back in America. But I think with the current administration, I think we're probably going to lean more in the direction of outsourcing more and more and more, even though Biden says he's kind of well, going to try not to. But yeah, and t- it gets tough because it's like, you know, in one sense, we're, you know, I... I'm an Elon Musk fan. I'm all full disclosure. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm an engineer, so it's hard not to, and an entrepreneur, so it's hard not to be a fan of the guy. And of course, like he has a good point with like, um, and, and let me also say this: I'm a huge motorsports fan, you know. Um, but he has a good point with just dumping a bunch of CO2 in the atmosphere. It's like a, it's an experiment that's not necessary right now. Like at the end of the day, we're gonna run out of fossil fuels someday, right? Yeah, you know, so not sustainable. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Let's let's start making that transition and everything. Um, but the more regulations you have, like California saying no electric ve- or no nothing but electric vehicles right. being sold in twenty thirty five, like right. that's going to make things more expensive. And of course, you know for sure. Me, okay, I moved my manufacturing operation down here. And now I can't buy a good old Peterbilt uh, semi truck from mm-hmm. the eighties mm-hmm. to take my parts down to Tesla or wherever else Correct. that I'm delivering stuff. So my prices are going to inheritably be higher and so it's like that that whole balance between the two and like we want to lead the world in the correct direction because you know we all want to see ourselves as world leaders but um at the same time you don't want to squash manufacturing stuff and it's like you know some guys over in a different nation could be pouring sand castings in their backyard manufacturing exhaust manifolds for toyotas um, and we have all these rules and restrictions that keep it from, so our prices are inheritingly higher and suddenly it's cheaper to put it on this big barge that, that burns right. raw, unprocessed oil. Because they have no environmental regulations over there. Exactly. You know? And it's international waters. Yeah, which, which makes it way fucking cheaper because they, they don't have to dispose of the fucking toxins or anything that yeah. they're dealing with because it doesn't fucking matter. A hundred percent, you know, and they that's, burn that that's, shit. it, it is a fuck. Exactly. And, and it's like, yeah. It's, it's a tough situation, no doubt. But I will say that, like, there's a lot of small shops popping up. Um, my buddy owns a, a company called Rampage Manufacturing, and he, he owns a water jet machine, which uses high-pressure water to cut steel. Right. It can cut pretty much anything but tempered glass. Um, he's mm-hmm. got a five-axis CNC machine, which is, like, Damn. every machinist's wet dream. Like, That's it's fucking just, wild. It's, How about I didn't know yeah, there was that many axes? I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm picturing because you, you like, basically told us that, like, that, that turret. You got your XYZ, and then you got rotation around the A. A, I think that's X. So it rotates around the X and then it X okay. rotates around the Y. So like what it has the this table. Fuck, that, dude, that's so crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. And like, I mean, 
organic shapes can be machined on it and everything wow, in between. Wow, so dude. How wild. You're getting a lot of these little shops that are popping up that are specializing in automation. They're specializing in, in simulating uh, processes out. And, you know, you don't need 20 employees. So that's another problem. It's like, in one sense, you got a couple guys that are making a ton of money. They have maybe one or two employees. I was just about to ask you about this, but it seems like you're going into it. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, that it's... It's tough because, like, the Luddites, <laughs> Yeah, I sound like my dad here because <laughs> he, he would always use this example. The Luddites were these guys that uh, that were destroying textile machines that made, like, you know, carpets and drapes and clothing and stuff yeah, like that. Yep, and they would weave yep. fabrics together. Mm-hmm. So, Pellish they're like, we're not going to have jobs anymore. Well, joke's on them. Like, we found other things to have jobs with. You know what I mean? So We always will. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of, like, why are we working 40 hours a week? You know? Yeah. Like, but distributing that wealth is going to be hard because there's going to be the few guys that own the manufacturing sector. Right. And they've have the process just really nailed out. And then there's everybody else. Kind of like tech is right now. Yeah. In tech, there's these giant fucking giant, giant corporations and they control everything. Yeah. And And then they go, they they, go, Oh, you don't like us censoring our stuff, your stuff. We'll just make your own Facebook real quick. Uh, you know, that's their argument. And so. then when you do that, we're actually going to take it away because we don't like that you have that. Yeah. Such as what just happened with, uh, what's it called? I can't even remember the fucking name now. Um, but alcohol that, may that, be that, involved. That's a, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different fucking story. That's a whole different story. Um, I fucking, I was fucking surfing around on the old interweb earlier and, uh, I always look at like, I always look for like current events and shit. Sure. And I always do like current events on the podcast or whatever. And I like, I don't remember how I found it, but there was this fucking, this woman standing there with her, with her son that looked like he was like special needs. And I was like, Oh, what, like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is this on this website? It was just a strange thing to be on the website that I use, like NPR or complex or whatever. This bitch drove off a bridge with her special needs son in the car. Holy cow. Into a river. And like some dude, like, Apparently, I guess seen it on purpose. Yeah, just, I, oh, that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's, it's like reminds me of that Eminem song. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, right. Stan, Stan. Yeah. Stan. That's the first thing I thought of. Is it just me or like I can't stand Eminem these days? Like I'm not um, a fan at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're like heavy <laughs> metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. It's, Gabe it's, will be will be out off roading, and Gabe will roll up in his jeep and is like, "Ah, oh, there he is!" And screamo going. <laughs> Goddamn <yeah>. right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm over here referencing Eminem. I'm like I fucking hate that guy. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that guy. I don't hate him. I just, I'm not a So fan. where was this at? This is um, Connecticut mom. Connecticut. Yeah. So uh, this actually took place in 2019. Um, but as of yesterday, that was a picture I seen. As of yesterday, um, she sentenced. So it, it was, oh, okay. so they did re-emerged. rule it as a, as a, um, like a, not an accident. So did, an accident. did she survive? Or no, they, they both died. They both died. Okay. So, yeah. but, but, the strangest part about it is she was super involved in the community. She was super like involved with his when he, was day, in, huh? when he was in high school. She mm-hmm. was super involved in like his schooling and shit. And then I, I don't know. It's so hard. It's so hard when you hear stories like this because like you at the end of the day you don't know how difficult that person's life is. And like, sure. but it's wrong. It's wrong. We all we all can accept that it's wrong. But mm-hmm. like, it's so hard to judge because that's got to be. They a ruled it not fucking, an accident. Huh? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. It's wild that they can figure that out. Um, well, you know, it's kind of, it's, yeah. So. But there was, but, but, but what I was saying was like, there was a guy. Yeah. So in fact, the 54 year old mother deliberately f- refused to be rescued by a nearby boater who first 
found them. So the boaters oh. seen him go oh, into the river. So and she he's was, like, and he's like, oh fuck, fucking drove over there real she quick. She was still alive at that point. Yeah, and no he, regrets. And she was floating on top, and she was she wasn't even looking at him. She was just she was just like, yeah, fuck off. This is it. And oh, then okay. and then the something happened. The fucking truck. I always wonder if there's down like, and like and always, then started floating down the river. I always wonder if there's like some like crazy, just like unknown truths in some people's lives or right. like some issue that they're going through that's just like like death threats or I mean, who knows you know yeah just, just maybe she owed some money to some crazy just some just some, like yeah. some total fucking like yeah like something that could never get out because yeah. she's the only one that knows about it and yeah 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 i thought about that kind of sort of that same thing i was like well like we'll never know why she did that because well it's well, burnout's down. a real thing these days too. Like you know, like people push themselves so hard all the time and like get hard on themselves for not performing constantly. Yeah. And you know, it sounds like I don't. I'm, I'm totally speculating here, but you know, it's like at the end of the day, you know, if she's getting involved in the community, involved with special needs and everything else, and just one day, just like think yep. something goes off, and um, you know. I, there's a lot of people in this world. So at the end of the day, there's going to, you're going to have a few of them. Right. You know, there are crazy people in this world. And right. That, that's what it comes down to with like gun legislation and stuff. It's like the big argument with that is like, cool. If everybody was sane, calm, cool, and collective, not a problem. But cool. then you get those crazy ones in there now and then that nobody's perfect. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, but that's like, just goes back to kind of like the same thing that we were just talking about with freedom of speech. You know, yeah. it's gotta be fucking protected at all costs. Like we cannot give an inch cause they'll take a mile. And, cancel culture and things like that like i yeah. don't get me wrong there's there's certain things that we just need to like move on as a society like with uh racism and you yeah. know yada yada and go down that that's a whole nother podcast but <laughs> but it's like i totally lost my train of thought there the, but, pen, the pendulum swinging yeah the pendulum swinging you get to this point where it's like they start canceling people instead of like hearing people out and like right a different opinion's good and and it's kind of funny because like i've been you know Gabe told me come on this podcast and I've been big on podcasts lately and like you know everybody's moving to Texas these days because yep. they, they're searching that for that balance of course you know? California is not it anymore yeah LA is not it yeah right? exactly so and then what's what do they like about the balance it's other people with different opinions that are yeah. fighting for those opinions and then they like the comfort and they want to stretch out and yep. then they start changing things back to that's the that's the fucking worry dude don't bring your liberalism to fucking texas and leave texas red dude yeah i mean austin will always be blue but i always got that little little pocket of blue in in texas you know but i'm a big fan of balance to be honest with Me you too. i really am Me and too. like we need it yeah you know my father's very liberal and like then uh living in Klamath Falls, I, I mean, I joke around and call it Klamtucky and Klamabama, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way at all. Yeah. It's just, like, I can literally walk out in the front of my shop and shoot guns and do it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just, like, it's, the amount of freedom there is beautiful, and, like, I'm looking really hard at moving back to California, being one of the crazy people to move back to California. Really? And it's, like, it's tough because, not necessarily, and it's a lot of little things, like, my truck, like, I got to smog it now. I don't even have smog up there. You know, oh like, my so god! You, yeah. That alone is worth being. Right? I can put that, as a nope, motorsports. Nope. Yeah, yeah. As a motorsports enthusiast, the idea of being able to put whatever engine oh. in whatever vehicle you want oh. is the absolutely dream. That's the American dream. The American <laughs> dream, right there. Not have to strip everything down and take your fucking headers off and take your intake off and take your exhaust off and put your cats back on and just do all this fucking stupid shit. Yeah. 
pain. And I've always yeah. wanted to live in a place that doesn't have smoke. Well, you know, and like that's why I've been there so long. Well, one of the reasons I like the people and I like the area uh, tremendously, but it's like uh, it's it's really tough to give up some of those freedoms, you know, and and they're not even i don't know once you've had them and you've really tasted yep. it it's like tasting blood you know you're like i'm uh, into it now and i, uh. I enjoy you know i i i don't own an ar-15 now but i did for a while you know and had 30 round mags and i had some friends that well i used to joke with people all the time you go to school for engineering for three reasons you're either into cars you're into guns or you're just a complete fucking nerd so uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, uh you know so I, i'm into cars my buddies are into guns we'd go shooting and like you uh being a mechanical engineer, especially another joke for you guys, is civil engineers build targets and mechanical engineers build weapons. Oh, for So that's kind of like yeah. the history of our, our study you know, oh, is, is guns. True, true. And uh, so we go out and go shooting and stuff. And like the idea of moving to California and it's like, suddenly it's like, can't take that. Can't take that. Can't take that. Now I got to buy a new truck. Is it oh, worth fuck, fucking moving yeah, here? You know, yeah, you're but, right. but I love like, my friends. Wow, and, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I get friends and family here yeah. and like, that's the other side of the coin. Yeah, you got a ton of lakes and and everything. All, the recreation here is just incredible. You definitely so. get what you pay for in California. Now yeah. the the pocket of California that we're in is a very strange State area. Jefferson, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a it's a really like the basic California liberalism doesn't really apply to us as much here. It's super Republican. The housing market is very low. The cost of living is very low. It's a, it's a very strange the, part of California. One of the crazy things that I noticed is like. Well, Klamath Falls is a bit more of a, you know, retirement community and, but they're extremely like hardcore Trump supporters in that area and, mm. um, very right wing. And it's, it's, it's super interesting to see though, like they were wearing masks and they were very locked down. Yeah. And then Northern California, everybody's so used to Southern California telling everybody what to do up here. Yeah. Everybody from day one was like, no, nah, I'm not wearing yeah. a mask. You know, mm. it was like way more of just, uh fuck off don't tell me what to do yeah. attitude in northern california then even in you know super uh like right more, more yeah, yeah 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 you know it, damn it, that, damn that is weird that is weird i mean we have a fuck ton of republicans here like oh yeah you, you could throw a rock in any direction you'll hit a republican but, <laughs> yeah like there is so this, rare to do you see that ford liberal. driving around Clint, or driving around reading that yep. just says fuck Newsom, and it's got oh, like yeah. trump on yep. the front yep. so that i was white, gonna get a picture of it today i was just like giant oh dude. god <laughs> like, that's a little ridiculous <laughs> yeah, that's giant. how you feel huh <laughs> and you gotta tell everybody giant, yeah giant. Like, we get it there was some guy in a pre i was just laughing because priscilla's like dude that guy in that prius is just rolling laughing at that guy right now <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. yeah but like that's yeah. just how it is here and that's like that's one of the wouldn't have greatest any other way if, you know if i lived in la like we would have been gone already We'd difference gone in opinion is a good thing you know like, it's like that balance you know that's what joe rogan you know we're here on a podcast we know who joe rogan is you know that's what he was saying is that balance in in austin where it's like yeah it's a blue blue city but you're surrounded by yeah god guns and and for sure steak for you know, sure so. yeah yeah <laughs> yep 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 for sure yep. most fucking definitely yeah and just a bunch of badass motherfuckers in texas oh that yeah just like uh, there's more tigers there you know toward, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, more tigers like like more tigers in texas than all the world mm-hmm. fucking insane dude yeah. yeah texas is wild <laughs> i've been to texas a few times and like i thought redding california was hot we went to i had some cousins there not in crawford texas ironically it was in uh, dallas um, and I remember being there beginning of summer and we're like trying to use the neighbor's pool and the neighbor's like, it's not even hot yet. And I'm like, I'm from Reading. I thought I knew what hot was, right, you know, not. but it's that humid, yeah. humid hot, you yeah. know? Yep. 
So that's funny. So um, I know one of these things I was fucking looking at was this dude Carl Hart. So he was recently on. I actually talked about him on one of my one of my previous podcasts. Um, he was on Rogan. He, I think I told you about this at work. He's a doctor and a professor and just a all around fucking brilliant mind. Columbia just University so, is a good school. Just so, yeah, and he's a professor at Columbia. Um, oh, just so happens that he also does heroin full time. No, oh. and whoa, um, also twist. also does meth and <laughs> smokes weed and. Yeah. Um, but only like sources it from Colombia and, and and Colombia only. So that's the only time he'll ever do it. And like, well, there's the, one of the big issues with. I mean, I'm not I'm not a druggie at all, yeah. but you know, I smoke some weed and I drink my alcohol. But right. uh, at the end of the day, like, um, the pure stuff's not. I mean, you can always really fuck up uh, yeah. taking too much of anything. Yeah, you know, too much of anything's bad, but. You know, if you get the problem in a lot of ways is there's no regulation there, and it's just like that's the big argument for legalizing drugs. Right. Is like, I'm glad you feel that way because we yeah. just got in this right before you got here. That's what we were talking about the war on drugs. Yeah, I yeah. think drugs won the war, but you know, most gonna definitely, throw in the towels. most definitely, dude. But and it's kind of interesting, you know, like you know, the argument with psychedelics these days and being able to fight depression and stuff, I'm going to throw some money and some stocks on, on that kind of research. Cause I'm one of those people I've struggled with depression my whole life. I've medicated for it in the past, taking, you know, standard uh, prescriptions for yeah. it. And then it's like, okay, well here's a psychedelic drug that's proven to beat depression, but we haven't done any research on it because it was a, what schedule a or schedule, schedule one. one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And you weren't allowed to do research on it anymore. Right. So it is kind of interesting. I'm, they, they bundled that guy up. looks halfway put together if he's... Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's, he's, so, he's that, fucking brilliant, dude. Like, yeah. It's amazing how his mind works and he's... I don't like, know about heroin, but, so, <laughs> you know, like, some of these psychedelics maybe. From what he says, and he's also super involved in, like, the psychedelic community and just really, like, like, like living his life, like, spiritually through psychedelics, you know, and a sure. lot of people are really involved in that nowadays. Um I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Well, I can, I can jump in for a second. Because, yeah, like, Gabe think. and I were on the way over here, and we were talking about um, a little bit <laughs> about, like, my ideas of what of life, you know, with the cat story. So, oh, uh, <laughs> here we go. We're going there. Oh, dude, uh, tell him. Yeah. Tell it's somebody's theory. I read it. It was a meme, you know. The cat story. Owned, yeah. Um, but it's like a cat. You cannot tell a cat how to play chess you like it does not have the neural connections the neural net to understand how to play a game of chess right, right. It, to it chess is inanimate objects in its way doesn't have the capacity for it right and like as human beings we want to constantly we want to know the meaning of life and all these things and well what if the meaning of life is right in front of us just like a game of chess is to a cat Okay. And you can't, you just don't have the mental capacity for it. Mm. And by doing things like mushrooms or psychedelics, mm. suddenly it shakes up your reality and the way that your brain computes things. Cause we're constantly just trying to recognize stuff. And we're these creatures of like, oh, if I smile at that person, they smile back. Good. Continue to do that. Like you watch babies, right. you know, they're, they're constantly just trying to figure out how to socially interact. And they're, they're always drawing back on previous memories. And, that's what we're going through. And like at the end of the day, I think the meaning of life is right in front of us. Just like a game of cat, uh, chess is to a cat. They can't quite see it. Um, it's not very obvious. 
And every now and then something like a psychedelic comes along and shakes your idea of what the world is and how your brain processes information. And you can't take that with you. Like it's an experience that I, I guess I might as well just come out and say it. I've eaten a few mushrooms in my day. Many times, but many it's times. like, like you know, you can't, you're trying to describe to somebody like the experience that you had and coming out of that with, uh, you have like a taste of it and like a faint memory of that feeling, right. but you don't, you can't make that same connection you, anymore. You'll, so. you'll never be able to explain a, a psychedelic trip, especially if it was like, if you got a lot out of it. Yeah. That's, that's actually the, like, fought a demon or whatever. Like, yeah. like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've experienced with, I've, I've experimented with psychedelics many times throughout my life. I've, I was addicted to drugs for, addicted to pills in, in particular, pain, painkillers for the last like eight years. Um, and I've been sober for a while now. Uh, Congrats. Yeah. And during that time, I experimented with a lot of psychedelics. And it wasn't really my thing. I would just do it or whatever. And I'd done acid like three times, mushroom like three times. And each time, I was already at the age to where I could really recognize the benefits of it. And I could really recognize things I needed to work on when I came out of it. Yeah. Because that's the most important part, obviously. Well, like mushrooms, uh, I think the uh, Hispanics culture call it... Uh, Nino Santos, which is like uh, little okay. children. Yeah. And it brings out the little child in you. And like hmm. you start seeing the world from this perspective of like um, pure bliss and well, not even pure bliss, but just like things that were boring to you as an adult and exciting to you as a child become exciting. Right. I think and it you, brings out that little kid right. in you. I think you start to see the, the world in like more of a light with love. Like, like it brings out this like like this like this really loving point of view and you sort of look at everybody not like they're in the way like you start to look at them like they're human almost like yeah because they we, are we don't even have a word for it it's like this yeah this weird energy and this weird connection and like um you know i i used to roll my eyes when people would be like you're putting off bad vibes man yeah, you know yeah. and it's like now, then you start to understand that yeah, you know like yeah somebody is an eye after college we're like, we're going to drive out to the middle of the Nevada desert. We're going to eat some mushrooms. And I, you know, I, I was watching the sunset and I remember seeing it and I go, the guy who made the Patagonia lo logo. Yeah. Fucking high on mushrooms. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, like the stripes. and uh, the, yeah, like real. The uh, for yeah, real high I, I want to also preface this by saying not everybody should do psychedelics. Not everybody yeah. should smoke weed. Not everybody should do any form of drugs. Not really. Not even, but everybody should be drinking. Like, like some things are just not for people. You kind of got to figure out your own deal. Edibles work well for me. I can't smoke weed. I can't drink. It just doesn't jive with me. Sure. So, with that being said, don't just fucking. Yeah, take I'm not condoning. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not influencing people. Yeah, because I, I hate. I hate the people that are like everybody should do psychedelics. Everybody should smoke weed. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Like, Stomp the brakes on that one a little if bit. You yeah. don't have a really good grip on reality. Please do not let that reality slip because. It gets real slippery yep. in the psychedelic I mean, world. Like, yeah. you, know, you you sort of you, you have a very hard time differentiating which is reality and which is psychedelic world. Like, you're going into this world, seeing these things for the very first time, and everything's new. You know what they are. You're not dumb. You know it's a window, but it's a window in that first. In that when world. the painting on the wall starts moving, mm -hmm. not everybody takes that well. Exactly. You, you, know? you got to be really comfortable with yourself. You got to yeah. be really connected within yourself to understand that this is the drugs and this is only the drugs i am totally okay and i know i'm okay because 
I'm 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 okay with myself. Like I got. I would this. I would really like to see though some some good solid peer reviewed, um, studies done on this kind of stuff though because I think there is. There's if you really want to kind of unlock. I'm a big fan of just kind of discovering the world around you and and not focusing so much on like a purpose or a mission, but just kind of I guess the Elon Musk approach of just like let's go run around and figure out how this thing works. And, you know, I highly recommend everybody take some form of physics course because, you know, I have the saying, uh, well, it's not my saying, um, but uh, we live in a world depending on science and technology, which very few people know anything about science and technology. And if you have the fundamentals there, you understand um, that, you know, the different laws of thermodynamics and you understand that, what an object's going to do. And then if you go to Mars, math is still true. And there's these universal basic truths of the universe. And if you can explore that and and learn new things and then stand on the shoulders of giants, so to speak of of those people that have learned things from the past, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why they name uh, (laughs) diseases after people and they Newton's third law, you know, and like all these people, Oh, that's what makes humans better than the rest is we're able to share this collective knowledge. So if you can push the forefront further along and like, yeah, I think psychedelics, you know, bringing it back around is one of those things that just hasn't been studied that should be studied. And we might find out some truths about ourselves that I think a lot of lights being shed on it nowadays, like, like over the course of the last, I would say five years, really heavy and like, there's there there are some studies that like do suggest that DMT is found within us naturally and and is found within parts of our brain and they they feel like they think it's responsible for dreams so they think that like the components of oh, DMT no are responsible for dreams and that's why our dreams are so vivid and intense because DMT uh, I don't know much about DMT that doesn't that do it gives you like a third person perspective right like uh, it's it can it for sure yeah, yeah it can be so DMT is definitely by far the the most strongest side psychedelic mm-hmm. um that we know of and but it only lasts 15 minutes so for that, for that 15 minutes you're you you're totally you're rendered in, incapable of moving at all sure. so you just you have to smoke it um and then you just sort of lean back and you're fucking off you're gone you're yeah. taken off and yeah because i've heard that like people talking about it just you know through the scientific community actually of all things um it gives you this like third world perspective or this this third person perspective so it's kind of like i've heard people describe it as like <laughs> I hate this analogy, but Grand Theft Auto, you know, you like the guys running around, okay, and you're yeah. like, like watching him, you know, interact. And like, I don't know, I could see that being really powerful to be able to like take oh, a step yeah. back and look at yourself and go, what kind of piece of shit am I today? You yeah, know, no, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, I've heard people explain it like, because yeah. I've never done DMT before, yeah. just acid and mushrooms. Um, I, I, that, that's actually, that's a really good thing I want to talk about. We'll get to it. Um, um, that's the beauty about a podcast anyway, you can dude dude I'll, I'll fucking dude i do that a hundred times a podcast yeah um anyways i don't fucking know dude oh well i love that i'm glad we went there i gotta get i gotta get a buzz going here I gotta yeah yeah but. we can we can take a quick break yeah let's, let's do it let's do it oh, we're back in bitches what the fuck is up i don't remember where we left off at uh oh yeah, we left off with me not remembering what the fuck i was gonna say and then we decided we're gonna take a little break it's a good segue um 
We're fucking back in this bitch. Um, old man Gabe is fucking falling asleep. Dude, I had to wake up. We need to get him all. Sorry, yeah. I'll get him. I'll get him talk, amped up for a second. You guys need to start talking about some interesting shit. Tell, tell us real. about your new house, Gabe. Oh god, yeah, Gabe, we, we just talked. Yeah, Gabe's, but, Gabe's building a house right now. Oh, geez, I, know we, I don't remember talking about this before. I know. <laughs> Tell us about what you're going to build in that garage. Dude, fucking, your fucking house is coming along. Like, So when we last left off, we're going to we're gonna document. This is all the, we're going to talk about every podcast. We're, we're going to document the progression of you building a house. It's a, a big house. deal, dude. Not everybody builds a house. Exactly, dude. And especially not at your age. You're fucking 30 years old building your first house. Like, that's insane. I, like, I love how the way you said your age, like I'm 21, and then you said 30, and everyone's probably like, oh, yeah, he's fucking old. Well, Whatever. dude, I literally, oh, that's true, that's true. I, I literally texted you today. I was like, dude, I forgot how old I was, and I had a mild panic attack when I realized <laughs> I was 28 and maybe 29 in dude, July. I was dude, like, it no. up on Right, Dude, when yeah. I first when I first met Gabe, I'm all, I'm a young buck and like I'm only 25 now, but like, do I feel so fucking old, dude? My yeah, body's so wait. tore up, <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh. Oh no, 30s right yeah. there, dude. Oh no, no. I no. swear your body knows when you're 30. Dude. And it's like, nope, fucking shutting the fuck down, dude. Dude, my body's like 30 times worse than yours, and yeah. you're five years older yeah. than me. And I'm you're done. And like, you're like, dude, what the fuck is wrong done. with Gabe's, you? Dude? Gabe's going to get tired of me telling a story, but like, I used, I gave him shit one time because he was, uh, 29 it was 29th birthday and i was like oh, so just, i was like i was like i was like jokingly i was like kind of drunk you know and I, I like to push buttons when i've been drinking and i was like hey gabe like you gonna have everything figured out by next year because you're turning 30 i always looked up to you you're a few years older than me you know and he's like ha ha and then like five ten minutes later i walk outside and i see him just staring like the 20 yard gaze just thinking about his life and i was dude. like gabe i was just kidding man dude. you don't have to figure it out bro you know, it's you, you know what's so funny gabe yeah. is so that fucking person i remember 100 uh, i remember i was trying to get him to take this truck driving job for our work and i was like ago. i was like getting in his head and then i he came over later and he's like why because you knew I was going to go home and fucking think about it all night or something like that. <laughs> I'm an overthinker, dude. That's yeah, a problem. It's, it's fucking, I don't it's think funny. it's just you, man. I think it's humanity it's is good. a, yeah, it's a yeah. it's good. It's good to sort know. of obsess over things and yeah. sort of like over overanalyze things as long as you're not overthinking like emotions because that's yeah. when it becomes an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you overthink relationships and emotions and yeah. the way somebody, Or you get in a feedback loop where you're like, why the fuck don't I feel good? And then that's a negative experience. Right. And then you're like just... Yeah. You just beat your shit. Right, up. right, right. Yeah. And almost like, especially when it comes to that, like depression and shit. Oh, yeah. Like you're almost looking for it because you're like, okay, well. I, How can I, I beat have, myself up today? I don't have my dark passenger today. When is it going to come back? And you're you're sort of like poisoning yourself into yeah. back into depression because you're so used to living with it. I, I used to like, like self-help books are one of those things I used to always kind of like roll my eyes out self-help I, books, you know, but like. Kind of still do in yeah, a way, but you can take you know like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That fucking book was pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. And um, uh, you know the good old classics like Daniel Carnegie's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay, it's all shit that you know. Like you're a human being, yeah, you right. know how to interact mm-hmm. with people. But it, it reminds you things like, hey, the sweetest sound in the world to somebody is their own name. Gabe Danino, you know, (laughs) but people want to hear their own fucking names, you know, like they want, especially within conversation. So if, if I, if I'm talking to you, (laughs) did that make you feel awkward? I I almost pissed my pants. It felt nice. I'm not going to lie. Sweetest sound on earth. If I'm talking to you and we're, and we're going and we're going and we're going and like, and like I was saying, Gabe, like, and like you sort of throw that person's name 
into yeah. the conversation just to sort of make sure you have their attention mm. that's like a that's a that's the art of conversation yeah so. it's so easy to go through life just like ah uh, like not paying attention to like l- these obvious things that you've been trained and it comes second nature so you don't normally have to think about it but if you give it that little extra bit of thought now and, right. then, and you're like you know i'm going to take the time to learn this person's name right and take the time to take an interest and ask mm. them questions that are um provoke an actual response not like right, exactly. what do you think about the weather today Gabe? Yep, yep. you know or what do you personal, think about the weather like, these days questions yeah learning how to have a conversation is so important yeah. and it's a lost art these days we talk about this on almost every podcast because that's what that's literally what a podcast is yeah yeah is the art of conversation and it adds that other element like now you got a mic in front of you right. so it's just like okay we're talking in a very formal manner right and it's like it's kind of neat and this is what we're doing we're mm-hmm. only talking we are here to have a conversation we're here to like learn about each other's lives and we're here to discuss like like current topics going on in the world and like try to understand the world a little bit better and like gabe was just, describing it as venting even and i think yeah, that's exactly. not far off from like, it that's you know literally why this this yeah. show is called friday night therapy it's literally a form of therapy and like this is what you do at therapy you i don't have to pay things. for this do i like and a no, therapist no, exactly. no, you do, exactly. yeah. oh. you, do. <laughs> you, you will need two hundred dollars an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, i forgot to tell you that part <laughs> every word he pays per word yeah like, per like word a, oh damn oh, I that's why i haven't been fun. saying shit <laughs> <laughs> my bills through the roof over here. i'm never gonna financially recover from this entrepreneur my ass i own mog metal works now so yeah. every time somebody says yeah. like i'm never gonna financially recover this i think of drugs i wear in the oh, EMT jacket. yeah like like can just we, can we talk about how get- <laughs> fucking wild that shit was for a second like everybody was like she killed her husband yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, right? dude, dude, dude. that's my favorite part about 2020 man was yeah. the joe exotic everyone needed dude, that we needed, everyone it. needed yeah. that yeah. that's that was literally Fuck. the only argument for him getting pardoned was like yeah. hey he got us through some dude, hard times I'm, yeah like, i remember too like i wish that. they had seen that on uh yeah. netflix and before anyone was talking about it yeah yeah uh, you know you just yeah. see his fucking yeah fucking fruitcake with a tiger is, and i'm yeah. like skip i'm like yeah. fucking Oklahoma. i, I did yeah. the same Dude, I skipped shit it like seven did. times and, and then, then I, I remember my brother texting me. memes yeah and he's like bro did you check out tiger king and i'm like fuck you watching that for dude yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that and you're watching an oklahoma meth head dude, yeah. i think i watched it all in one night i was I, like i was <laughs> he was so binge worthy dude yeah, yeah. I was like, so so priscilla and i we live in this 40 by eight no so 60 by 80 shop there in klamath and okay. there's like oh you have you have an apartment built in it yeah so oh, there's an apartment no in fucking it, yeah. way dude that's so we're, dope you know it's like yeah, every well, you know <laughs> well, yeah you know <laughs> yeah, Ask I mean, him. Yeah, yeah i mean it's it's sweet but it's like not sweet. <laughs> yeah, a house is pretty nice. <laughs> we'll yeah, okay, okay, okay. But I like, see, and see. like every day, like I'm just consumed by work. But it's been good because you know, like I walk out, I see my work, and I get something, some goal accomplished every day towards That's my so business. Nice. You That's know, so yeah. nice. But you know, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm ready to have family, I mean, and get settled down, and not be living in a shop. Just but, separate your work from your life. Yeah, like, but just Priscilla and I, our way of checking out was like, we'll jump on Netflix, and you know. We have basically a studio in there, and we just binge watch, binge watch the That's <laughs> cool. King stuff. That's cool. Oh my god, that's all I can say about that. So I was born in Oklahoma. We only stayed there for a year, um, but I was born a lot in Oklahoma. So my family, I have a lot of family that still currently resides in Oklahoma. Um, so they know him, like they've oh, no they've shit. seen him, they've seen him many, many, many times at stores, and yeah. like they've been to the zoo, and they've. 
they know this guy. They're like, this dude's a fucking dirtbag. Like, you want him out? Lock that motherfucker up forever. He's a piece of shit. He terrorized our fucking town for years. Yeah. Like, he's like, dude, my grandma was telling me, like, she'd been in the store plenty of times and would see him and his buddies in there. Like, and she's like, I've seen him before with, like, two fucking revolvers on his hip. That's just what you do in Oklahoma, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, Good old open carry. And, and she's like, what? Like, He's a fucking myth. Him. <laughs> Fuck him. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, the people oh, that I actually love how live they around him. They waited, like, a few episodes, and then they were finally like, yeah, and then yeah. math, and they <laughs> slid it in. They're like, and then <laughs> math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If and we, it was like, as if whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? As if we all didn't yeah. know. Yeah, like, yeah, wait, the, excuse me? You're no, yeah, he's sober. That? Totally. Like, yeah. Like, dude, when they showed, I knew right away when they showed the fact that they were all living in trailers and they showed the inside of the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, oh, I've seen this scene before. And, mm-hmm. and we're from Northern California. Like, like, hey, Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. hey, I've been in a trailer like this before <laughs> for sure. No doubt. You know, yeah. you oh, walk God. in, there's fucking just meth heads hanging out in there and <laughs> yeah. shit. It's like, oh, what did I do? We're what from Northern California. We know what a meth trailer looks for like. Sure, yeah, there's dude. no doubt about for it. Sure. Especially you, when you're into dude, wheeling. You when know? we went to freaking Dub Flats uh, oh, that yeah. one weekend, there's like a big ass trailer just chilling there. Like, oh, really? Dude, Wait, do you guys like yeah. see shit like when you when you go out? Oh man, oh, yeah. When you're out oh, boonie bashing, yeah. you oh, run into yeah. some. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you're like, get off my porch, you know? Like, dude, it's, it I, be bad. I remember one of the scariest times wheeling was when I first got my Jeep, Lewiston Turnpike is a road right before Buckhorn Summit. Okay. And it goes... Had a, a not where? Just for... Right. Okay. So, 299, right before you hit the bottom of Buckhorn okay. Summit, the Got road it. that yeah. sweeps up to the top. Okay. There's a, there's a road off to the right, Lewiston Turnpike Road or some shit. And okay. it goes to Lewiston. It's a dirt road to Lewiston. No fucking shit. Yeah, and so we just got on it. It was it was me, Kyla, and my buddy Chris. You and your and my in jeep. jeep. Okay, and we're just cruising around, and this dude in a fucking Honda Civic out of nowhere, a Honda Civic. Shut the fuck. Yeah, up, dude, dude. We're like, we're like, oh, what's up? He was nice, whatever, cool man. And I what think you, you guys stopped and talked. Was he? We, like we just said to like hi or whatever. You? No, like, we were just passing by him. Like, dude, okay, it's like okay. a dirt road, like. That dude's breaking oil pans and shit. Like, what are you doing out here? What the and fuck, dude? So we ended up turning around, I think, before him. Whatever. We were in front of him on the way out. And we and we turned down this other dirt road. And it went down to this fucking weird, like, you could tell someone was, like, doing something down there. It was, like, shit everywhere, like, collecting stuff and what all this weird fuck? shit. And we're like, yo, we get out. We're all walking around. We're like, what is all this shit? Like, here making he fucking, meth? Here he fucking comes, dude. Oh, no, dude. dude. we were, I swear. It was, like, the one time I'm like, this is how we fucking die. This is what, it. Was that his place? I must have been, dude. Oh. I don't know what the fuck he's doing out there. Oh, no, So we dude. fucking got the fuck out like, of there. Let's roll. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, there's real shit out there, dude. Like. That dude, dude's probably dude. living out there. What? Who's gonna find you? Yeah, exactly. Who's, who's yeah, yeah, find yeah, you? You're gone. You're Super gone. weird. That motherfucker obviously knows his way around yeah. out there. But that's what that's kind of what my you. like thing was like about getting the gun. I was, I was gonna like, say you need a fucking yeah, gun. Yeah, it's like, dude, for I don't not necessarily yeah, I, for home defense, but for like, dude, we I've we've I, all ran into some shit. Really? Yeah, I will say the, like like I'm pretty pro gun, and like it just blows my mind when uh, like the people there's there you can get some self 
yourself in some situations Dude, where it's I like and you're not it, innocently man. you know like i've had just if you're actively exploring the outdoors and they're like and hey, it's hey, people hey, like, it's yeah. people it's not i don't i'm not afraid of mountain lions well yeah. i am obviously yeah. but like but you're more concerned with crazy tweakers oh yeah way I've, out i've had a dude. meth way out there and you finding their lab and like yeah, yeah. like hey no we're i just, mean even we're public just, land we're just exploring no, like, dude you know, so that's right one of the good things about the weed market being yeah yeah right across from or coming across a crop Holiday, yeah. uh, holiday market on Placer. There's that. Got okay, it. so there's the old dump, uh, the big empty field right. by the airport. Right across from that, there's a big empty lot. Um, dude got stuck out there one time. Uh, a friend of mine got his really? truck stuck out there. Call me. I go out there middle of the night. Oh, it's to, dark. Yeah, yeah. It's the middle of the night. His truck was stuck in the mud. Oh, okay. So we, we were pulling everybody him out. always calls the guy with the biggest tires. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe's compensation. Yeah, Gabe big tires, a, you know what I mean? Even though Gabe is a two-wheel truck to tow his badass fucking yeah, rig. This was before all that shit. <laughs> but the Xterra days? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh, yeah. So anyway, was a long time ago. The most yeah. bitching Xterra yeah. you've ever seen. Right? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I'm towing him out, and I'm uh, Kyla's with me, and she's like, she's like, going, oh, what the heck is that? Uh, she's like, something shining me in the face. I'm like, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about, dude? She got a red dot on her face. <gasps> no, swear to God, I swear to God, I can't make this up. And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm looking. I'm like, I don't. So I stop and I'm like, I just start yelling, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?" I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm just yelling, you know, because I'm like, I don't, I can't see anything. Yeah, dark. of course. And I hear this dude, "Get the fuck out oh. of here! This is private property. I have a gun. I will fucking shoot you." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know if he did or not. I couldn't see him. I had no idea where he was, but I know he's got a red dot on something. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, I mean, my you, yeah, fucking God, This is dude. right off the holiday right there. This is town. Shut yeah. the fuck up. And I was just like, oh dude, I don't, like, I don't go, honestly, nope. I don't offer to go pull people out anymore because people are dumb. And yep. they'll go out there yeah. and they'll get themselves into some private Shitty property. It's all, and that's where they always get stuck. Really? Yeah. Really and, then, and then uh, you're just the guy out there trying to pull people out, which like, most of the time people are cool with that. You know, They're like, yo, dude, I just... But I, I've been there. There's been a couple of times now where somebody has been. One time we went out and up in Klamath there. We went past some ranch and the gates were open and everything. I was like, ah, oh, this is, you know, whatever. We're going to go pull this van out. It was a big shit show. And then uh, we come back and the gates closed. Oh, and cool, wow, cool enough, the guy was like, you know, somewhat chill. But it was like, uh, wrote us a nasty, uh, nasty fucking note. And like, here's the phone number. And we call him and we're like, hey, man, like. We're just pulling our buddy, or we're just pulling a, a rig out that got stuck, and they came in the other way, and we looked on the map, and this is the closest way, and he was like cool with it at that point. But like, yep. he came off real hostile. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, people are not, they don't play about their yeah. property, dude. Like, oh, no, yeah. Like, as an American, we take like our property very fucking seriously. Well, I can tell you with my shop up there in Klamath, like if you're on my property, oh, I'm not dude. gonna, I'm not gonna roll exactly. up with donuts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> dude, dude, this hey, is a, buddy, yeah, yeah, dude, this is a private road. Like, yeah, if anybody's on this road, like you don't belong yeah. on this road. Yeah. Get the fuck off of my yep. fucking yeah. road. So you can imagine a dumb, road. Yeah. dumb shits. There's that. There's a really cool app that I want to get. It's a hunting app. Onyx. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want. I'm gonna pay the thirty five mm-hmm. bucks and just yep. get that. You can see everyone's property lines. It's kind of creepy, but. At the same time, it's nice. You no, know, it's yeah. badass. Yeah. yeah, really, really avoid some like sketchy situations. If, Speaking if of sketchy Northern California situations, we'll have to get Jordan on here sometime. I'll oh talk to him God. about this. But oh God, we went out to I can't even tell you where it was, but you know, it started out with like the fancy no trespassing signs that were like custom made. Okay, going driving down this road, 
then it turns into the cheaper metal ones, then the plastic ones, then the homemade ones. And then there's this boat flipped upside down with a bunch of trash that says, welcome to hell. I'm spray painted on the side. Shut the fuck up. And I was going to go pick up this Jeep. um, And uh, sorry, Priscilla, but my ex. uh, uh, Sorry, Yeah, that's my fiance. Um, My ex's dad, who was a meth head, uh, had given me and I roll up. And I had Jordan with me. We call him Sasquatch. Big ass dude. Not not afraid of much. Sorry, just for, I want to interrupt you just for context. So yeah. you didn't know like where you were headed. You we were knew just... where we were headed. I'd been out there before. Okay. Didn't make it any less sketchy. Okay. You know? okay. Like, yeah, and yeah. we made a wrong turn <laughs> at one point. And we we drive up this mountain. I've got my dad's old like ninety four OBS Chevy. And you're gonna tow this rig out? Yeah, there? we're gonna tow this Jeep oh, out. Shit. Going up this like cat trail, you know, that okay. somebody had cut into the side of this mountain. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we went the wrong way, you know. Jordan's with me, and I'm driving to the top, and I get to the top of this hill, and there's this uh, dude with dreads and, like, a big uh, – this is before weed was legal, you know, and yeah. a big uh, uh, beanie or whatever on. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, the standard. Yeah. The standard. Yeah, just the standard. And he looked just as shocked to see us as we were to see him. And there's this Ford Explorer with, like, ICP, the insane clown oh, posse. <laughs> Do you, remember you that? know that you're fucking. Yeah. 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 fucking Big Christ, pot dude. plants, all this stuff, and yeah. just shit everywhere. And I was like, hey, we're just going to turn around real quick. I was like, I just kept name dropping. I was like, uh, Steve said we could be here. Steve said we could be here. He's like, I don't know fucking Steve. But, yeah. you know, and I was like, we're, we're lost, yada, yada. And he's like, oh, okay, it's cool. Uh, I was like, I'm just going to turn around. And he looks to his right, looks to his left. And I was like, we're just going to back down this fucking cat trail. And he's like, yeah, you might want to do that. And <laughs> like, so Jordan, you know, Jordan grew up, grew up in, you know, West Reading out there in the boonies. Okay. And, and he's like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here. You yeah, know, he's, like, like, he's, scared. he's getting a little dude, nervous, you know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of grows around this area. Like this, this area is known for that fucking yeah, shit. That's it's what the Emerald Triangle. Here. Yeah. And I grew up in that. So I know a lot of that culture. I, mm-hmm. that, that was my first child. They I don't mean, take too kindly to random people no, with trailers. Dude, no, right. oh, 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 my like, fucking dude. It's one? an immediate, it's an immediate like, <clears throat> like we'll fucking kill you. We will yeah. fucking kill you. So and, I finally, I finally backed this huge trailer all the way down. And I, I mean, it's like a quarter fuck, mile dude? down this hill yeah. and like you're hitting the was brakes it, and the truck sliding. Was it dark? No, it was the middle of the day. Thankfully. Thank God. And then we get to where we're going, and Steve, the my ex's fucking dad, was who gave me the Jeep, was like, yeah, when you run into the people out there, just tell them Steve-O sent you. Okay, whatever, not thinking much of it. We rode over the crest there, and there's a fucking pot grow going, you know, it's like yeah, on the yeah. side of this hill. And there's this house that there's no windows in, that they were, you know, growing stuff, or drying stuff in, and there's... Uh, porno magazines in there and like it's all uh spray painted up on the inside and everything and we roll up and there's this barn <laughs> a little bit of a backstory there's a barn there that half of it is missing but Jesus it had like fuck. a house in it at one point and he tried to drive a dozer through it and then the half of it fell on the dozer oh, and then he backed fuck. the dozer out so now there's this barn house thing and half of it's standing in the other half's rubble, you know? And, and then up to the right is this big hill, and there's all these pot plants on the hill. Right. Little baby ones. And there's this guy, and he keeps, Hispanic-looking guy or something, he keeps dipping into this uh, little well pump house. And Jordan's like, oh, fuck, there's somebody over there. And I was like, what? And I like look, and I was like, sure enough, there's this guy. And I was like, Steve-O sent us, Steve-O sent us again. We're here to pick up that Jeep. And he's like, he's like, okay, okay. We start talking to him. Because he's with the cartel. I, I don't know. But I guarantee it, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he was a hardworking Mexican. Turned out he was Filipino. but um, For sure with the cartel. We're, we're 
loading this Jeep up. And all of a sudden, there's this trailer up on the hill, like run down, fifth wheel trailer. And all of a sudden, the guy's wife or girlfriend comes down with like a 30 six scoped oh, rifle. Fuck. Dude. She'd been sitting up there watching us the whole time. Man. Shut oh, the shit. fuck up. Dude. And I was just like, ah, I don't know how much <laughs> more of this Jeep, I'm going to do. Is this Jeep worth it, dude? Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up scrapping it. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was it worth the $5? No, it wasn't, dude. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, scrap prices were super high at the time, so I got like thirteen hundred bucks. But uh, uh, yeah, I got this CJ. He's all, I got this CJ five, yada yada. It's clean. Got a three hundred four V eight, and I was all pumped on it. Drive out there from like twenty feet, looked amazing. Get up to it, and like somebody had cut the dash and like uh, taken nice. another Jeep, and then Perfect. the three hundred four. When I pulled the drain plug on it, was like water, water, Very water, nice. water, water. A little bit of oil. Very <laughs> nice. so, but uh, yeah, that was. That was a show. And that was one of those, like, it really reminded me, like, we think we're all California, you know, yeah. California's established, mm. all these things. And then you get, no, no, no. You can get back there and it starts playing banjos real quick. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. It's crazy. Fuck yeah, dude. Crazy. And it's, and do, like, the banjos. majority of those people that, like, I've been around some really sketchy, like, Gorilla Grows and, like, with, like, 400, 500, 600, 700 plants to where, yeah. like, you're, like, you're really fucking nervous that people are going to show up. You're really nervous about choppers. You're really nervous like you're going to get in trouble for being out there. And like yeah. any car that like randomly drives out there, you're mm-hmm. freaking out for one. You're super scared for two because you might have to like potentially like be involved in this fucking murder that's going to take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want any part of that. You're just trying to work and make money and you're just trying to trim and help this person. That's kind of why crop. I'm glad they legalized it because it's just like. Suddenly, you cut all of that malicious activity out. Like I remember, well, 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 well now the cartels in California, because it's legal, and so they're growing on private property, they're growing on public property, they're growing on fucking any property they can. So, um, one of the grows that I got involved in, actually, actually, Brooke, this way before Paxson, um, getting our relationship, I took her to trim at this nice. It was a nice house, nice, very, very nice dude. Paid us really well, and this dope ass old barn and had a plane inside this barn and then he's like yeah we're trimming upstairs like what are you talking about and he had a whole house up on the top of this barn mm-hmm. and then this regular house over here fucking so fucking sick and uh anyways he's like yeah i fucking i made a deal like with with a bunch of these guys they're gonna help me take down my crop and uh they're bring you guys totes you know so the trucks pull up just you know grab them out i'll be gone blah 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 the trucks never showed up we had totes to trim or whatever. He comes back and he's he's like, "What do you mean they never showed up?" Well, those cartels he made a deal with, and they took everything. They took they took over four hundred plants. Yeah. They took everything, and like they, and this was like this guy's livelihood, you know. So like this was like what he was counting on for the year, mm-hmm. and um, he's like a pilot on the side for like a little this little pirate plane or whatever that he has. It gives people rides or whatever, but that's predominantly like what his main income is, and just like that, gone. Jeez. fucking gone they went in there fucking leveled everything with like fucking 30 guys within like two days or something gone and when he went back up there and everything's gone he's like that's it i'm so fucked fuck, i'm know. fucked just like that he went from like standing like he you know he stood to make a million plus dollars that year to nothing it's crazy with fucking nothing ranking, yeah. yeah i mean it, the business yeah. isn't like as big as it used to be but it used to be fucking insane, dude. Insane. People still make yeah. a, a pretty good living off of it, but not like it was back in the day. Well, it's crazy the people that like really poured into it, you know, when it became legal and they just made yeah, out like bandits, dude. you know, yeah, they're, they're doing these, well. 
Uh-huh. Two two dually <laughs> trucks and yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. A friend of ours. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, he's doing well. He's doing all right for himself. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, all the botanists that have been involved within like like medical and like the advances they made within weed and edibles and wax and all this fucking wild ass shit and yeah. how potent and pure and, cons- and consistent it is, you know. And well, my main thing with it, like you know, it's just like. Alcohol is legal, and you yeah. don't hear about people smoking a bunch of weed and blowing up and killing their family. You Definitely, know? but not. you hear people, you know, getting drunk and beating their wife and stuff. It's Fuck like yeah. they're too busy eating pizza on the couch. You know? yeah. not, they don't give two shit. They don't want to like, get up. Yeah, they're like, they're like I really so, want to kill somebody right now, but yeah. it just doesn't sound. It's a Ch- lot of work. It's a lot of work. Chances <laughs> are, if you smoke can't. or eat like yeah. marijuana every single day, you're very high functioning, and you're going to work, and you're handling your shit, and you actually. Oh, I've met some people that I don't want to see not stoned for sure that makes yeah. sense. you for know sure. what i mean like, yeah. like exactly. just get your yeah. mind right bro and then yeah. you can come to work you yeah. know like yeah. i don't a care thousand percent a yeah. thousand fucking i don't want to work with that guy he's a prick when he's <laughs> not stoned yep yep, <laughs> but, yep. Yeah. for sure yeah. like people some people really need that like they are way oh, too yeah. high strung to yeah. function sober and they really need that no, but i'm kind of curious down. though because it's like it's like I've, i ran into certain people in my own life that it's like, they're like, Oh, I smoke weed for anxiety, but then they get anxiety. And it's like, okay, do you smoke weed from the anxiety or do you get weed or do you get anxiety from being stoned all the time? And suddenly you're not stoned. Exactly. And now you have anxiety. So I think that's so what it, it turns is. into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. And it's just kind of like, man, you hit it, you chill. hit it dead on the head because yeah. so growing up, like I said, I moved out super fucking young. Um, Growing up, I started smoking weed when I was a freshman in high school. Pretty early then. I started drinking uh, straight out of sixth grade. So by the time I was in eighth grade, oh, I was like, I was able to drink. I could drink a half gallon with me and my buddy, and we could we'd be fucking cool. You I know? wish I could do that these days. I'd oh, be hung over for a month. <laughs> I, do dude, it. I, can't, I can't even drink yeah. a fucking white claw. I'll be buzzed off a white claw. <laughs> yeah. these days, dude. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> um, but so like I I started that habit really young, and I, sure. I never I stayed away from weed until freshman year. And for me, I would smoke between me and my buddies. We could go through like two or three ounces a day or whatever. So that's oh, all we, wow. that's all we did everywhere. We went, we brought a bong with us. We're walking down the road. We're smoking. We're driving. We're going to the mall. We're going to work. What the fuck ever it was going to school, whatever. We were always fucking smoking. I stopped because I became an adult and I had to get a job. Yeah. Two weeks later into that, I got that job. Boom. All right. I'm going to start smoking again. Took a giant rib out of the bong. Had a panic attack, freaked the fuck out, and I never smoked again after that. Yeah. Up until this uh, this last year, so twenty twenty, uh, towards the beginning of the year, I started eating edibles for the first time since two thousand twelve, um, and suddenly it works for me. I can't I can't smoke though. I cannot smoke. It'll give me anxiety beyond belief, and I think it was due to like. Like abusing it for so long, I think sure. I abused like marijuana for so fucking. Anxiety long. is such a fucked thing because it's like one of those things where like it helped us get ahead in life. Yeah, you know, like the guy who was anxious and was like, "I need to get plenty of wood for winter." Yeah, you know, he survived the winter, yep. and the guy who didn't get any wood, well, he's not around anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. back in the day, like anxiety is this like double edged sword where it's like. You know, and I, I, I was kind of walking through the library one time at Oregon Tech and I found this old book from like the 80s talking about anxiety and a graph with it. And like how like, you know, you can get to this point where like you have so much anxiety, you 
you snap like the chick you yeah, um, pulled right. up earlier, you know, and like um, then you get those guys that like you you can find this threshold, and I've even found it as a business owner, and it's like the place to be where you're just like I'm anxious, I know I need to get these projects done, and you're you're productive because of it. But then you can get too much anxiety and you're just like, I don't get anything done. Right. You shut down. And then there's, you know, the other side of things where it's like, I can procrastinate. I got time and I can afford to, to kick mm-hmm. it down the road. And like, if, if as a business owner, if there's anything that's a daily struggle for me, it's finding that threshold where it's like, okay, how can I be proactive enough to be uh, involved and in, in 100% there without necessarily shutting down because you load your plate up too much it's really easy to do you just shut down and then you burn a bunch of bridges or you don't definitely on time definitely for sure taking on too much is i think like that's that's our main issue with today i think it's one of the things too that people need to realize is it's okay to have two or three months where you're like what you would call unproductive because every now and then i'll like just beat the shit out of myself mentally because i'm like i haven't conquered the world this month you know and at the end of the day it's like dude who cares like you gotta you gotta take just business too like it's just it's just a wave you know but if you if you operate like that i operate off of this drive that pushes me to like succeed and to never go backwards i don't ever want to fail even though it's part of life so i do my very best to never fail and i do my very best to always continue to move forward and progress in life um, which is a good attitude to have, yeah, but it's, it's like, don't beat yourself up when you do fail, just pick up the pieces and move on. And I'm an all or nothing kind of person. Like I'll fucking, I'll give everything I fucking have full fucking pedal to the fucking floor on everything that I do. Yeah. Well, this is like the sickest podcast studio I've seen and, <laughs> and, and Gabe's sitting here telling me that you just started out. So I, just I think started, you're doing a good job. <laughs> just started. And that's what I do with every, I, I get so overly passionate and obsessed with everything that I do, and, but there's no in between for me. So well, like, let the passion drive you, honestly, because that's the I, only way you're going to make breakthroughs. I feel bad for the people. I feel I terrible for the people that don't have a passion in their lives. You it's, know, that just—it's such. They're it, just it's doing sucks, nothing. Netflix. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, like like they come home and have nothing to look forward to. I have. Just, I feel yeah. so yeah. fucking terrible, dude. I know people that are into like some of the most random stuff, you know, and just like they're super passionate about, you know, some certain make and model vehicle right. or or um, Reddit form or anything in between. And it's like, dude, good for you, man. Like uh, uh, the older I get, the more I'm just like, I have respect for all of it. And I think yeah. part of that is just being involved in the car culture. Like I lived in Sacramento for a while and I had a, I had a Mazda Miata, mm-hmm. but I worked in the off-road industry mm-hmm. and like the people in the off-road industry turned their nose up to the Mazda Miata. They're like, those of course, are, you know, and in our realistically, the entire car community does too, unless it's Toroder, like, a, like <laughs> yeah, unless, it's, yeah. unless it's like because it's a Miata, unless but, it's a drop top with a with a death fucking roll bar in it, look kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But so you're right though the car the car culture and car community really teaches you like to respect like everybody's like kind of hobby and everybody's different cultures and shit. Yeah. I, I I was super involved in that. I've seen some fabrication work on some like lowriders and some uh you know mini trucks it's just like which is not my scene or even like the Honda sure. tuner scene for sure and you know it, you really once you start looking at it and you, you get into it you're like dude it. i gotta respect that you like have that, to respect it wow you went you took all of the you know all these wires and tucked yep. them did a wire tuck on this you shaved this. the bait perfectly <laughs> yeah dude. you're just like i would never you do spent, that I'd never put sp- that much time dude, into you it, spent but. months wire tucking this extending wires fucking trying to 
work through in this a Volkswagen Rabbit, you know, good exactly. For you. <laughs> it's like, the engine bay. I'm not is, into that, but I the can engine bay is perfectly shaved yeah. and welded, and like it's so fucking beautiful some, and flawless. Some people go get a Jeep TJ and cut the whole right. thing off. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> this exactly. is why you put one tons under it and exactly. building rock cars is amazing because you can do cool shit, but you don't yeah. have to be perfect about yeah. it. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna Gabe, fuck it up and anyway. seeing what Gabe's gone through is like really taught me because I knew nothing about like like that that scene or that culture but and i still don't but like i know what gabe's told me and shit totally different world no oh, yeah. totally different like like just totally it's like, different it's kind of like built to destroy and like in this weird way you're just constantly trying to make shit better and like gabe's got 10 years on his on his jeep know, to this like so nuts, iteration dude. after iteration and like yeah yeah I don't know. I, that's one of the things. Like, I'm hoping to get my race car done, and I hope that it performs half as well. As, what do you? What kind of car do you have? Sorry, I, to interrupt you. Oh yeah, no worries. I, I've got. Well, so my senior project hmm. in engineering. Where do we start? Where Fucking do we cars. start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started building a tube chassis. Okay. And uh, I got what? So Ultra Four Racing. Okay. Is the, the uh, sanctioning body? Forty eight hundred class is the class. So the class regulations are one axle. Uh, or solid axles, front and rear. Okay. Um, engine in the front. Show them a picture of it. Oh, fuck. Is it on your Instagram by chance? Yeah, it's on yeah. my Instagram, okay. yeah. I'll just go to your Instagram. It's going to be deep because I haven't touched it in two years. But okay. I finally bought some uh, aluminum for body panels today. Oh, um, shit. Made a deal for getting my brakes plumbed with my buddy. Uh, he swears that he's going to finish his Unimog someday. Oh, God. It just needs a kingpin. It's, it's, honestly, my, it's probably okay, my most, then just do I, it. I rolled the, honestly, what happened was I rolled the Unimog at Hammers and it was super embarrassing because, like, seatbelts were oh, yeah. on. Jordan and shit, looked like, yeah. like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was embarrassing and, like, it could have gone viral for all the wrong reasons, uh, yeah. you know? And I kind of just, like, lost steam on it for a minute and then now i'm gonna get back into it what, what was your instagram name uh mog dog underscore underscore 404 so m-o-g we need to uh, we need to look up the video from moon rocks oh the slam yeah that, that was bent the shit out of my kid mercedes is the dopest i've told gabe this probably a million times how in love i am with that fucking mercedes it's the sickest fucking rig i've ever seen there, for, as an engineer i will tell you they're fucking awesome um Oh my Jesus Christ! Look at that giant turbo. Yeah. That was that was. Oh. Oh boy. He was he was, was race tonight. Yeah, he was supposed to race tonight oh, and had some ECU on, problems. Dude. So that's an eight second truck, from my understanding. Shut the fuck up! Dude. Yeah, I can't Jesus even imagine that. Christ. Eight seconds in the quarter mile. Mm-hmm. So that's Jesus, Priscilla's forerunner. That's my Unimog Come there. On, dude. So that's a that's a nineteen sixty two Mercedes Unimog. It started out as a, a single cab with a flatbed. I actually bought it with the the extension done on it. I was really I was eighteen years old when I got that. I so did all the cage and everything. Like what yeah, I built the what external the- cage. I've done a few things to it, but uh, done the Rubicon, done wow. Ford Ice, a few things like Hammers. that. Hammers. This is the kind of stuff I do now. I show them the or that that's cage. The, yeah, three D scanner. scanner. Yeah, three D wow. scanner. So you just did that cage on that. The oh, are you fucking serious? Yeah, that's a 2020 Can Am X3 that's going to be oh racing. Oh my uh, fucking Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! <laughs> I, I love tube work. I'm really a huge fan. I, it seems so complicated, it, and that's what I love about it is it's like the amount of uh, effort that it takes, the amount of uh, complexity in it, and just um, Jesus. I, fuck. So I have this machine called a Bentec Dragon that uh, okay, like. I can take SolidWorks drawings with 3D models and then put those files into the machine. So this thing spits out like a 20-foot stick and it just, I mean... It cuts the copes, 
tells you where to bend it. You got to calibrate it and everything, but okay. Um, and it, I I can build a chassis. Oh and, my fucking lord, dude! So that's a that's a forty four hundred and forty eight hundred class ultra four Jesus. car chassis. Oh for, my god, dude! That's so fucking beautiful. That's for Liberty Mountain Fabrication out of Nevada. I worked for him briefly when I lived in Sacramento, and uh, so the plan is to make flat patterns for him, and then he can weld them out. Um, that's uh, if you scroll up a little bit. That, right uh, here? Yeah, that's uh, a Baja uh, SAE. So engineers oh, wow. are required to do a senior project, and uh, Oregon Tech has a racing team, two racing teams. They have the really? uh, Baja and the Formula One. The Baja is pretty cool because it's off road. It's basically a glorified go kart. Okay, um, that's, that's kind of what it looks like. It's a well over engineered go kart. It's okay. really neat. <laughs> this is a fun day. Oh yeah, that was a good time. That was the day we decided to do a straight axle. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember rock. when you when you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, there was a lot of deep snow up there in Oregon, and we went so there. Home. That's oh, look at that fucking pig, dude. Oh man, oh, I wish I kept that. Damn. I sold that to my buddy. Hopefully, he gets it going. Jacob, get that thing going. <laughs> Oh, that was when I was working at Geldwin. That was a freaking awesome job. Those were these. Uh, Looks like a really cool booths. place. Oh, yeah. Way cool place to work. Uh, I had to reverse engineer those and machine those really? by hand. Yeah, I used an old bridge port. And those, the one on the left you see there is a 3D print. Okay. Um, somebody prototyped with, and they really? sent the 3D print to us, and they were like, hey, make this out of aluminum. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of cool. That's badass, dude. All hand machined. God, that's so fucking cool that you can do shit like that. That's so cool. It's pretty fun. Oh, if you want to see the dragon, that middle video there next to the Halo right here. Uh, meme. So this is it marking the tube. Oh, so shut the fuck up, sick. dude. Yeah. yeah, the one is so, the bin number one, seventy four degrees. Um, okay, so that's bender. what I was marking. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's calibrated for my bender. That's where wow, another dude. tube will intersect it. Wow. So, cuts so then it. that'll be that'll cut plaz. Shut the fuck yeah. up. So it takes dude. a ton of guesswork out. It's pretty cool. It's and now how so. complex is that to program? Um It's it there was a learning curve to say the least. <laughs> oh, this is kind of cool one that uh right one there next to the dog. Uh so what the fuck? Jordan's brother Jacob Jesus. came to me and was like, Hey, I want I, he came to me with a napkin drawing and he was like, I want to oh. build a trailer that can haul these telephone poles and at first i signed i was like yeah okay like he showed me the concept i was like yeah i think that can work i modeled it up loosely in SolidWorks, and then i uh um you know proof of concept it out and started designing it and he's like hey my company will pay you to do it and then he hits me and he goes i was like how much does a telephone pole weigh like two thousand pounds he's like seven thousand five hundred oh, almost shit. fell over are you fucking serious yeah so we put this huge ass telephone pole he had like 14 of them he had to take up this mountain and I used a semi-truck axle so it could steer and everything. And the guy had a oh, remote. Oh, no shit. So he could like, you know, when you're going around a corner, the trailer yeah. tracks on the inside. So he could turn the rear axle and get it to swing Shut out around. Shut the fuck up, dude. That's so yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. So, that's so dope. There's that video there on the left shows a 3D scanner uh, in action. I remember watching this video, actually. Yeah. This so video is fucking insane. It, if you think of like a rain cloud, it takes a bunch of points like a rain cloud does um using lasers in this one mine uses light but so all uh, those little points that you have the, the, placed all over that roll cage right is a roll cage yeah uh um, well chassis now but, what now what are all those little points those are like the big uh ge geographical like reference points for it so 
Um, do you like have like, are they magnetic or like are they they're uh, stickers and okay. they're just a reflective sticker and basically it Got helps it. the machine get like a, a a general idea of where it's at in it, space. It looks like they're pretty strategically placed as well. Like it looks like, yeah. like right you like try to keep like, them somewhat distance. You you want to hit at least three or four of them. And we used way too many in this because okay. we were still kind of learning how to do it. Okay. Um, it cost me a fortune, but I was gonna say, is that <laughs> those is stickers that were not cheap? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I was like, is I, this like I spent like seventeen hundred dollars <gasps> to get just the file <gasps> for yeah. So it was Shut a chunk the of change. Fuck up, dude. Oh but one Lord. of those chassis when they're done are six thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, so, so it pays for itself. Yeah, ten times over. Yeah, okay. you got to pay to play it. Yeah, the yeah, day, definitely. So. Yeah. Oh, I think sick. Yeah, that's actually up at one of the uh, resorts yeah, there in Oregon. Nothing sick. I would love to have one of those. What a, what a fucking snow fucking box. Oh, this is his dude. latest build right here. Oh, yeah, the burn up RV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tweakers, man. There's another one of that pole trailer without a tra- uh, pole on it. But and then, uh, yeah, there's a CNC mill, just some random shit. Oh, shit. Uh, what do we got here? Little uh, fucking two J two RZ. It's a little four cylinder. It's going in a in a Isuzu Amigo, which I'm actually like working on pretty heavy this next week. Really getting it into a full roller, but (laughs) yeah, that one's lint engineering. Come on, dude, that's insane. Goals right there. Oh my god, that thing that thing looks unstoppable, dude. They basically are. (laughs) That thing looks like it could fucking roll through a house. What year was that, Hammers? That was, gosh. Oh, my Lord. Look at that. That's my shop there, yeah. 4,800 square feet of glory. That thing is literally laying on the fucking floor. Oh, that was a fun one. Jordan bought that thing, and it honestly was total hoopty when he got it. Really? He fixed a few things up on it, yeah. It, It looks like it's fucking, like, like fucking notched oh it was lame frame it was so fun to drive through klamath falls people there didn't know what hit them they were like what is this to get something that low people don't understand that like it's so much work you're not just you're not just putting on fucking like lowering springs or whatever the fuck you use yeah you're not just throwing some blocks underneath definitely fucking not there's a lot of work that goes into that yeah there's my uh, ultra four there in the middle you can kind of see the frontal view of that <laughs> so that's got oh my god dana 60 front 14 bolt rear okay. it's got a six liter ls engine in the front that's okay. fully built well not fully top end built yeah yeah uh heads were ported and polished to a texas speed uh all specked out by my engineering buddy colin hancock and bottom end was just gone through and just kind of refreshed or uh, just, it was just, all in good enough shape that it you know we, kind of we looked at it and it. we're like this is this is good and then um it's got a 480 training i'm gonna run an mp205 because yeah. it's a little bit of a budget transmission or uh, transfer case um and hopefully i just bought aluminum for that I haven't had, touched it in two years. I'm you had a lot of panels. issues. Did you have a lot of issues with that swap in general? Like, not so much. Well, I guess it's not really a swap. Yeah, because you're starting from fucking starting from scratch. Yeah. The harness is a pain in the ass. But yeah. honestly, I had a. It was a fucking once in a lifetime experience. I had seven guys working under me for an engineering senior project to build this, and we just wow, just did it. We did it. Uh, we barbecued. Um, Priscilla smoked a bunch of. Try tip more than once, and we just had a grand old time and built a hell of a sick car. And it's one of the reasons I want to get it done is just because I had so many cool guys working on it with what me. The fuck wow, is that, dude? Oh, that good old gambler. Sweet, oh, dude. 
good. Gambler 500. Su- like super Mad Max rat rod type Don't of Don't mind deal. that picture like, on the right. Yeah, Gabe sleeping what new? <laughs> oh, fucking old man. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course that's on there. Yeah, of course. So. Trick. I almost deleted it the other day. I was like, nah, I gotta leave that. I gotta yeah, leave that. That's fucking old so. man. Jesus yeah, dude. I get, I get, I've, I've had like three different Mustangs. Um, that's sort of my deal forever. You know? You've nothing, been a Mustang guy? Nothing like too crazy. Just two valves, just standard two valves and new edges, SNs. Um, and the last one I had was sort of like probably I mi- I miss having an SN. I I loved SN body cell and which one's the SN? So the SN cell? is going to be your nineties uh, ninety four to oh, or 90, 94 to ninety nine. Okay, so and that then, was like right after the Fox body, or yeah. That, okay, so that's your that's your body style immediately after Fox body, and then your body style after the SN is going to be your new edge SN, which is the O one to okay. 04. The the first that, SN ninety nine to 04. I did some drifting in one of those. They were yeah. pretty cool. Dude, cars. I love them, dude. I, everybody hates them, but I, I, there's something about them because it was my first Mustang, and then I sure. went to a new edge. And I have a I have a weird thing for Ford Explorers because that was my first really? car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have this like this this sort of like affinity for like these yeah, yeah. these these. First if you're a cars. car guy, yeah. and your first car is always your first car. You yeah, know, like for sure, got for a sure. hard like, on. For I, I used to go wheeling with Gabe, quote unquote wheeling with Gabe in my Ford Explorer. Yeah, my Ford Explorer. That poor thing, man. Um, Ford Exploder. Let's see. Yeah, so that was my that was my slammed ass fucking two valve back in the day, back uh, a couple of years back. I'm building. I three D scanned the um, interior of one of those for really? uh, Nick Gomez and uh, at HP Outlaws, and really, we're putting we're going to build some drag cages for those same body styles. Well, they're, they're not like pure. You could probably find a design online to like kind of just yeah. model it after. We're going to do they're, our own. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're so fucking common. They're so common, but yeah, yeah it was, it's a Mustang. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It is fun. It is fucking. But like the, like you said, like the car culture is fucking really cool. Everything I, about it's really cool. I'm a. I mean, car culture is an amazing passion to to get into, and you can learn so much about engineering, so so much about how the world works. Definitely, and it's just if you, in my opinion, if you're gonna have a passion, if you're looking for a passion, and you're remotely interested in automotive world, get into it. And I'm biased, but get in the off-road community. You will not regret it. Yeah. You will not regret it. You will meet You'll spend some a lot of, the of money. Coolest but... people. <laughs> yeah. It's better than a drug addiction, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the coolest people in the world that I've met have been through Definitely. off-road. You know? Yeah, I've met some of my closest friends through just Car cars, coaching. you know? like, yeah. And just the feeling of like going out with like 20 of your buddies, and you're all going through town. Your cars are fucking dialed the fuck in, hopefully. Like, yeah. That's what you're pushing for constantly. Yeah. And like everybody's proud of their cars and whether they're shitty or fucking piece of shit Mustang or nice ass car. Like, yeah. And you're just taking over the fucking town and you go out and cruise and do a fucking hour, two hour cruise or cruise out of town or whatever. Dude. Yeah. So fucking cool. Like Gabe and I have done the Rubicon trail a few times and, mm-hmm. and it's just like you get out there and you run into the most, like the darndest people that you would just never expect. That, yeah. And like, job leads and everything can can spin off huh, of that and, yeah you know just out trying to have a good time for sure no like it's literally like, i started working at captiver because somebody i met through fucking cars yeah uh, he was in like a, one of our like mustang like sort of groups that we yeah. were in or whatever he offered me the job right place right time and yeah. sure as fucking shit yeah my buddy uh, he bought a uh, a lotus elise and like those are like a forty thousand dollar yeah. exotic sports car that yeah. people think are worth a hell of a lot always yeah always they always do but he was kind of like it was really interesting to see 
how he progressed as a person just by having this car and like the way people kind of view you. Oh yeah. That car culture that he was able to get involved in. And like you started being friends with people with Corvettes and, and even nicer cars than that. And like, next thing you know, your network grows and you just having, finding common ground with people is is a huge thing. And just, you know, not talking about the weather, but like, Hey, what'd you do for this motor swap or what, you know, and, and just dreaming, dreaming, just having something to dream, like a reason to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Just dreaming like, Oh dude, I just, I would love to do this. And I think I want to do this next. And I think, Oh, I need to work on this and I want to fucking build this. And you're at work and you're thinking about something and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make that stainless steel dash. It's going to be bitching. Exactly. <laughs> or like I, I built a diffuser for that Mustang and because they didn't have any diffusers at the time for that model. Mm-hmm. And I seen somebody else do it in their garage and they were selling them, whatever. They turned out pretty good. I was like, I could do that. There's, there's mounting brackets literally on the gas tank right fucking here. It's yeah. so simple. And I threw it together and obviously everybody asked me where I got it because there's, yeah. you can't buy them. And then what a better feeling than that when you create a product or you create something and people want you to make mm-hmm. a product out of it. And they're like, yeah, that's, sure. that's what got me kind of addicted to doing uh, off-road stuff was it's like made a couple things and people wanted more. And, and the next oh, thing man. you know, it grows into something. So I'm all right, right guys. Well, we <laughs> that was a fucking ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad we got to fucking do this. That was so much fun. We've gone for almost two hours now. That's a pretty good amount hour, of time. Hour, time hour 50, Not dude. Too bad. Hour 50, my knees feel like uh, they're about to fall off my fucking body right now. You've been right sitting now. down. What the fuck are you talking this about? This is my second podcast. and uh, He's been down here for four hours. I've been man. I've been up since fucking like 5 a.m. this morning going, going, going. It's Paxton's birthday today, so now I'm fucking stopped. Getting old, dude. Yeah, I know. Getting fucking old. All right, guys. We're fucking out of here. See you. Bye. Bye.